back to the bin. Hello and welcome to Back to the Bins. This is our exciting year-ender episode for the year of 2018. My name is Scott Gardner and I'm uh, excited to be your host this evening for this uh, event, let's call it. Uh, we're going to try this again as those longtime listeners to the show may remember we used to kind of do this sort of thing uh, at the end of the year, at least I think we did it a couple of years, and uh, we're, we're going to try to bring this format back again. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me introduce my co-hosts. They are just, uh, they are wonderful people. They are just, what? what's this word you wrote, Bill? Oh, the best. They are the best. They are uh, Paul Spataro. Hello. And, and Dr. Bill Robinson. Wait, I wrote Dr. Bill in that? Oh, that, <laughs> that should have been somebody else. I'm the How's best. it going, guys? I'm depressed. You're depressed? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I can't believe another year is over. I know, right? I feel this like it was really just New Year's, cool. and now it's New Year's again. Well, actually, yeah, as this posts, it will be two days before New Year's. Mm. Uh, but it, it's just flying by. Oh, two days from New Year's. I'm, I might be at... Well, wait. New Year's? No, no, I, I won't be at your house, but I would have been at your house if I'm still going to come over next weekend. And just to, to touch on milestones, Paul's, I mean Scott's house, not Paul's. To touch on milestones a little bit, <laughs> uh, we've already recorded and we have a few episodes in the can, and this one's going to kind of move up a little ahead of where it is, just because uh, it's going to you know to post it on you know for the New Year's show. Uh, but considering the fact that we have episodes in the can, we've already recorded episode number three fifty. Oh, we did it with wow. no, no fanfare whatsoever, but, we, <laughs> but we've we've fly, flown by fifty more episodes after our last anniversary. That's amazing, three hundred. You know, it's it's not going to be too much longer, and we're going to get caught up to two true freaks. Probably. I was just going to say that. Wow, we only got hundred and sixty-four some odd ones to go. Well, I mean, in my mind, Ish. two true freaks ended at five hundred. So, you know, I mean, I know we've done episodes beyond that. But anything else is gravy. Well, we we've also done episodes that don't count in our numbering. None of the Avengers spotlights count in the numbering. Right. Uh, and we've also done some special episodes. Remember when we were delaying on episode one hundred? We did, you know, oh, yeah. episode ninety nine and three eighths or whatever. <laughs> so we've had a few episodes well, that are on top of that. So we're probably closer to four hundred right now. Well, you know, not to mention the fact that this show has spinoffs um, because uh, I've got a few things to say about Superman uh, is a Back to the Bins production, at least in my mind. I always introduced it that way in the show, you know, Back to the Bins Presents. Isn't um, Jonah Hex also? And uh, no, not so much Jonah Hex, although I, maybe I'm forgetting the intro to that show, but I don't think I ever introduced it as a Back to the Bins show. Um, and I don't know that we ever introduced Tales as specifically a Back to the Bins show, but Tales wouldn't exist without Back to the Bins because the whole genesis of uh, Tales of the Society of America (laughs) was the episode that Michael and I did all about um, Arn Monroe, um, Hugo Danner. It was it was doing that Hugo Danner episode that made us realize, hey, we both have a, a great love for not only this character but for you know the the uh, Justice Society and you know the all you know young all stars and all that, and that that's what got the ball rolling on that whole thing. So, and in to, my to, mind, to make it in a nice circle, 
I discovered your podcast when you did Tales of the Justice Society, the first episode of that, and then I got in contact with you and we became friends, and that's how I ended up getting on the show. So it all ties up with a nice neat bow. God, I'd love to bring that show back. I would love to bring that show. I'd like. I'd just like to finish what we started. You know what I mean? I, at least get through um, All Star Squadron, Young All Stars, and Infinity Inc. I, I, I wish that that had happened. I, I'm probably going to always regret that that you know that we didn't finish that because that that is you know in my mind that's that's one of the the greatest uh, podcasts uh, things that I, I was ever a part of. Um, just, you know, the, the sheer scope of it, but unfortunately it just, you know, we just never finished it, but who knows, maybe one of these days, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But. Well, there is, there is a sense of accomplishment of finishing something. I mean, the very short thing that we did, uh, with keep them flying, uh, I did feel a sense of accomplishment that we did an entire, I mean, it was really just kind of like a maxi series. Cause what'd we do? 15 episodes, Bill? Yeah. About that. It was what? 13 episodes. And then we did the movie and I think we did some other, yeah, like I think a wrap up. 15. But, so yeah. it was a short thing, but you know, but it was complete. It was you know, we did exactly what we set out to do, and then we were done. And you know, it's a, a far more uh, daunting challenge, but that's what we're doing with Listen to the Prophets, and it looks like we, you know, we're going to be successful at completing it. And I think that's going to be you know, like a real sense of accomplishment to doing that. This show has no beginning; it has no end. It's like a circle. It doesn't, but, you know, I, that's something I, I've been wanting to talk to you guys about that, you know, every once in a while, I know we throw different ideas out there about, you know, different minis and different maxis that we'd like to do and things like that. But one, one of these days, I, I'd like to hit upon something similar to that. You know, I, I couldn't think of a title, you know, off the top of my head, but one of these days, I'm, I'm hoping that we find that like that that one title, that one character, that one run, whatever it is, that all three of us are like, ooh, and and we do we do something like that, the three of us together. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Demon, Alf. <laughs> Speaking of Alf, there was an yes, a, an so, issue of Alf that came out in January of 1988. Yes, I was. Isn't just that fascinating? <laughs> We need to jump into this because, again, for those uh, longtime listeners, may remember that uh, the last time we did this, I'm trying to remember, was that really in 2015? Was it 1975? Is that what we were covering? I don't remember what year we were covering, but I would say it was at least two years ago. Yeah. I I, want to say that's what it was. I think it was 70. Anyway, the last time... When we began covering it, but it was uh, about a year and a half when we finished it. Right, yeah. Well, we never did finish it. Yeah, I don't think we got past October. Yeah, we did like three episodes and still never finished the year. That's because we all turned into um, (laughs) uh, Chris Farley. Right. You remember that comic with that that art? Yeah. We have a a rule to prevent that this time out. Yep. So we we are actually we are going to set the timer on this, and uh, we're going to go with that format that uh, we give each month. We try to be fair for each month and give each month a certain a lot amount of time. But uh, once it's up, it's up. We move on to the next month. So we're going to try it this way, see how this works, so that we don't end up with uh, either a marathon length episode or multiple episodes or something like that. So. And there is uh, no rule that we have to use up the entire time. If it's exactly, done with yep. it in less than the time, that's fine too. I don't know if that's going to happen, but right. but the second the timer goes off, it's time to switch months. January so, nineteen ninety-eight will cede its time to February of nineteen eighty-nine. So you tell me when to start wanna, the timer, and we'll get rolling. 
All right, so I want to set the listeners up for, for what's going on. So I understand, I know a lot of folks listen to these episodes in the vehicle or, you know, something like that. But if you should happen to be listening to where you do have access to, uh, you know, the Internet. Uh, so here's the tool that we were you're using. We are using, once again, Mike's Amazing World. So that's uh, www.mikesamazingworld, all one word, dot com. Uh, thank you so much to our friend Mike Voiles for maintaining this site because it is truly wonderful. So go to Mike's site and go to, at, at the top, you've got uh, several different tabs here. You've got comics, characters, creators, newsstand. You want newsstand. Click on newsstand. And then we are looking at the screen that says show all publishers. Now, here's the one that you want to make sure that you set correctly. We've made this mistake in the past. So you have two options. You have cover dated or on sale in, you want to click on on sale in. So we are looking at books that were on sale in the month of January, 1988. So yes, we are looking back 30 years. So this is the year in review, 1988. And, and as we jump in, I am starting the timer. All right, here we go. So should I read every title like the fast talking micro machine guy? No, just no. just I think just point out the ones that catch your eye that that you you so, think are pivotal or important. I don't know about you guys. I I did not look ahead on this because I just wanted to do this stream of consciousness style and really be struck by this. So real quick, the reason I chose 1988 was purely because I remembered in a vague sort of way that 1988 was a really good year in comics, and damn was I right because just pulling up just January alone. Uh, I mentioned to Paul before we got started. I think I could do an entire episode just on January, but. Uh, in the interest of time, the, the first thing that grabs me uh, is uh, Adventures of Superman number 440. God damn, was I excited about this book when it came out. Because I don't know how I knew it ahead of time. It must have been from reading solicits. But I knew that this was a very important issue in two ways. For one, it was going to play forward the uh, budding romance between Superman and Wonder Woman that actually ended up culminating in uh, Action Comics number 600. But also, um, if you remember, during John Byrne's run on Superman, uh, you have to remember, this is, this is just after the crisis. This is just after Byrne's Man of Steel that rebooted the character and everything. So for all intents and purposes, this was a brand spanking new Superman. So we were actually, you know, if you were reading the Superman titles, you were you were seeing the the world building of this character, and a, a big old piece of world building happens here because uh, in a prior issue, Superman had uh, given Ma Kent's scrapbook to Batman. So and asked him to find out what what is this? Where does this come from? Because he didn't know it was his own mother's. So he gave it to Batman many issues ago, and then readers were kind of going, what what happened with this whole thing? Well, this is the issue where that gets resolved, and long story short, this is the issue that um, Batman learns Superman's identity and vice versa. So from this issue forward, they actually know who each other are in their secret identities. And that, that was pretty exciting because you have to remember, post-crisis, Superman and Batman, they didn't get along very well. So that it was a really exciting pivotal issue, and uh, I really dig this one. What do you guys got? Uh, well, the first one that jumps out at me is Amazing Spider-Man three hundred. Yeah, which is your cutoff point too. That is my cutoff. I, is it really? Yeah, you know, I, I was telling Bill that I, I've decided uh, to set up, you know, basically arbitrarily, but I've picked up cutoff points of 
I'm not looking for books after certain numbers. And Spider-Man, I said at 300. I think Daredevil, I said at 200. Uh, Fantastic Four, I think I said at 300. Because I just had to limit myself on what I'm willing to have in my collection at this point. It's just, you know, we've talked about it so many times that it gets out of control. Shut up. So. No limits. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you, have you in the past or do you now own this particular issue? No, I do guys? not. No. Have you I have it digitally on the uh, CD-ROM that I purchased, but that has no particular value. Right. Although have I've seen ever? that CD-ROM on the uh, <laughs> on the on eBay for quite a price. Uh, no, I've, n- I've yeah, never owned it at all. You got to you got to keep nope. in mind this this era was uh, during the uh, time when I decided I was too old to collect comics. Shit, you know what? Mm. You just reminded me of something. I, I wanted to. I, I know that we didn't have a whole lot of time for preamble. We needed to jump into this, but it is something I kind of wanted to do was set. For, for us personally, as the host of the show, I wanted to kind of set the table. Like, where were you in 1988? I was in law school. You were in law school. And you were, do you mind saying how old you were? In 88, in January of 88, I would have been 20, 25 years old. 25. Bill? Uh, junior college, um, about five months away from going into the Navy. I was just going to ask that because for some reason I had the feeling you and I were in the service at the same time. So, okay. I was, uh, let's see, January of 88. I would have been 19, about to turn 20 in April. Um, I was uh, not quite, well, I was about a year and not quite a, a half into my stint in the, in the Air Force, uh, living in the barracks on, uh, on Griffiths Air Force Base, uh, and it, it, I remember it being a pretty good time in my life just because, you know, I, I had a steady girl and uh, and my friends, you know, the, the ones I, I, I really cherish and keep in contact with from my Air Force days. Uh, I think they were all still around. They hadn't started to deploy, you know, to other uh, other postings yet or anything. So, yeah, it was, you know, I don't know how I felt about it at the time. But, you know, looking back on it, those, those are pretty good times. Those are pretty good years. And uh, this was a great time in comics um i'm I'm looking at the month a little bit here i do see uh there's the trade paperback of camelot 3000 which is a series i really liked uh i have never read them i I love the artwork in it and Mm -hmm. the story is just kind of cool i'm I'm kind of it's brian poland right yes and i'm not you know not that i'm that well versed on it but i i enjoy the legend of king Arthur. so Uh this this variation on that i think is really cool uh, you know that he 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 and the Knights of the Round Table are all revived in the year three thousand. You know, resurrected, revived. Three thousand. Oh, sorry. And and <laughs> you know they they basically are are kind of doomed to live out the same scenarios. Think, yeah. That that took place you know all those years ago. So just just a very I thought it was a very cool story and I would recommend it and maybe maybe a good one for us to do as a maxi series at some point. Mm. That's one that uh, I wouldn't mind doing that because that's one that's long been on my, you know, I need to read that one of these days list, but I I never have. And I'm not sure if I have any issues of it, but, you know, I'm sure it's out there, you know, in the the digital and all that. For the longest time, I had 1 through 11 and didn't have 12. And then I finally got 12 not that long ago because (laughs) there was a year delay between 11 and 12 for some reason, I guess probably artwork delay. And that was during the time that I stopped collecting, during that ah. year. So I didn't have the 12th issue for the longest time. But I did eventually complete that collection. 
Mm. Back Real quick to- before we run out of time, uh, Superman: The Earth Stealers. I remember buying that off the stand. Um, What'd you think of that? I, it's been so long since I've read it. I don't even remember what it what it was. I know I liked it when I read it. Uh, trying to see. Oh, that was Jerry Ordway was the artist. Okay. Oh, and Burns. So, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. That's probably why. I that liked was one it. of the very for very few Burn Superman projects that that I was ever disappointed by, and it, it had largely to do with the art and. Frankly, I thought the story was kind of stupid too, but uh, I love the cover. Always love the cover on that one. It's a great I really one. like the cover of Superman. Superman Seventeen is that the one you're talking about, or, or the Earth? Uh, oh, that's Superman, the Earth Silver Banshee. Yeah. I like I like the cover yeah. of Superman Seventeen a lot. Yeah. Uh, this, the Silver oh. Surfer book had only had been around almost a year at this point. The the relaunch. Uh, we also uh, the if you remember the new universe was still going yeah. strong. Um. There was a lot of releases this month. Uh, Power Pack was still around. Um, oh, um, Badger. Um, I don't know if you guys ever read anything with Badger in it. Kind of like a crazy... Like, kind of a Wolverine like a ripoff, dead... right? A what? Wolverine ripoff? Yeah, yes and no. He was crazy and he could like... he, he One of his favorite weapons was like tools. Like he could turn... He was kind of like a... So he's kind of like a Wolverine MacGyver? Deadpool, Wolverine, Bullseye kind of character. Like, he was actually certifiably crazy. And I don't remember if he broke the fourth wall. I have a a graphic novel of Badger uh, from about this time frame. So, but, yeah. In my Uh, head, I keep hearing the Badger song. Badger, 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 Badger. (laughs) I don't know if you ever heard that. (laughs) Uh, Grimjack was uh, coming out. I know I've mentioned Grimjack to you guys before. I know you didn't really get into it, I think, when we discussed it. There's uh, an issue of Thor that we covered on here. The Hulk. Thor 391 we covered with the Mongoose and the Spider-Man. Mongoose. Yeah. Mike Grell is doing that, uh, uh, Green Iron Arrow. Man issue too. What? Was that yeah, that was, we did that when Civil War came out. That was part yeah. of our Civil War. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, this was the era of the Scarlet Centurion, too. Are we at 10 minutes? We have 45 seconds left. Oh, we can move oh. on to February, though. No, no, no. I was just trying to, I was just, uh. <laughs> Fun story, uh, real quick about one of the issues here: uh, Web of Spider-Man number thirty-eight. So one time when we moved uh, as a family in uh, in Georgia, as opposed uh, to when they would just leave you behind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. You're running out of time. <laughs> That's all right. Let's move on. <laughs> you have fifteen we'll seconds if you want to finish your story. You can say it next month. <laughs> That's all right. Keep going. Right, time to shift to February? Yeah, sure. Okay, and I'm restarting the timer. Go, February. What do you got? Uh, this uh, Action Comics number one reprint here, believe it or not, fetches a pretty decent penny. Really? I don't really? know why, but yeah, it does. Hmm. The The one that jumps out to me right off the bat is uh, Action 600. That That's a hell of a good book. Um, you've Was got that when they short- re- was this right before they relaunched it? Relaunched it to weekly. Yes, or is that this later? Was the last one before the weekly. Oh, yes. Okay. And uh, this was the culmination of the. You know, there was a lot of speculation. Would they? Won't they? You know, that sort of thing with Superman and and Wonder Woman. Uh, this was kind of the resolution of that whole thing. Okay, and okay. this is also uh, the issue where. Um, that began the whole downward spiral of uh, of Lex Luthor, where. Uh, his hand had slowly been being poisoned by kryptonite because he was wearing that kryptonite ring 
uh, and this starts that whole downward spiral to where he eventually faked his own death and got the new body and all that sort of thing. So it's kind of a pivotal issue. But uh, just fantastic art. Uh, it's it's one of the rare times that Byrne and uh, Perez ever worked together, and uh, just some great stuff in the because there's several stories in the book, but the primary story in the book is really good stuff. Ooh, Doctor Zero. I I bought that off the shelf. Now just plain Zero. Bill <laughs> Sienkiewicz. Yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. I like that. That was a, that was their epic line. Spider-Man goes back to the classic reds and blues in uh, Amazing Spider-Man 301. What else have we got here? God, there was so many good books. Um, that last month, um, you know that, that issue that I, I mentioned, I don't think that was, that was Captain America, not Iron Man, but it was it was the one where Captain America and, and you know, as the captain but, fights yeah. Iron Man in the, in the Centurion outfit. Mm-hmm. And they this, homaged the cover to Daredevil 54. Four, right, with uh, Iron Man, uh, Daredevil fighting Captain America. So in this month in February, uh, Iron Man two thirty one is where he got the new, the next new armor. So last month two thirty saw the, uh, oh. the, the my favorite armor, which made me sad. Mm. Bill, this isn't that one that you did that time with. Uh, I don't know. I was the Barry Windsor Smith one. I don't yeah. think this is it. No, I, no. Yeah, I don't think it is either. Infinity Inc. I remember that. That I, I was really into that after Crisis. Were you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one time I had uh, them all, or 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 close to it, but now I don't think I have them anymore. And we're into the Peter David Todd McFarlane run on the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was I got fun. that was back when I still liked reading McFarlane stuff. Ooh, the yeah. Cloak and Dagger gra- graphic novel. I think I have that. I like the cover to the uh, th- uh, Thing Project Pegasus graphic novel. Reminiscent of Marvel 2 and 1, number 50. Is that a graphic novel or a trade paperback? Trade paperback, excuse oh, me. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I've never seen that before. That's cool. Silverhawks? Ooh, yeah, that show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, any Silverhawk fans out there. I always like the cover to Young All-Stars, number 13, because this is where uh, Iron Monroe very briefly wore a superhero outfit before it was destroyed, and he went back to just you know the jeans and T-shirt look, which I always thought was really cool for him. Oh, oh, this is uh is this the issue where Longshot joined the X-Men? Or is this just one of the rare covers where he was he was actually Oh, I think he had joined before this. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. This Ooh, was the only time in my life I ever subscribed to the X-Men was was while um Longshot was on the team and the moment he joined I started collecting it and the moment he left I dropped it like a bad freaking habit. I think this was a roughly I, maybe it's this summer or maybe the following year where they started going bi-weekly in the summer with the X-Men. I kind of remember that yeah. with Mark Silvestri. I don't remember if that's here or not. Uh, I don't remember ever reading it, but I also like the cover to uh, What If Special Number 1. What if Iron Man had been a traitor? Yeah, I don't think I have that. And I got a lot of what I, I don't think I ever read that one, and I don't have that one. Uh, but I think I'd like to read it. Yeah, I like the cover on that. That's cool. Uh, Perez was on Wonder Woman. That was a nice run. Yeah, mm-hmm. I sold all those not long ago and got a pretty penny for them. But uh, I will miss them because that that was a good run. I that was uh, it was weird to be buying Wonder Woman as a young man, but uh, I wasn't ashamed of it. I really enjoyed it. It was good stuff. You did Speaking a hell of weird. Book. Did you guys ever collect the? I collected the weird when it was coming out. Yeah, that was a good book, and I still have it. 
one of the yeah i enjoyed that i thought that was good i liked uh, the world of smallville too i did i wasn't crazy about the art but the story was really good i was kind of like the manhunters so i kind of like the cover yeah. on that one mm. i always found them to be an interesting concept or an interesting thought Gru. You know? oh i forgot about Gru. and i used to collect a few you. grooves here and there for a chuckle yeah uh robotech um uh, there was Robotech books that were coming out uh, by Comico. I had a few of those back then I was getting because I was into the Robotech uh, saga. Is it Comico or Kamiko? It might be Kamiko. I don't know. I always said Comico. Let's call the whole thing off. Right. <laughs> I'm, uh, oh, that's the, all I got on February. All right. The Mutants, when, um, what is it, Doug Ramsey was reanimated or possessed by Warlock. And, uh, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It became Doug Lock. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was not following it at that point. But then again, uh, I wasn't following much. So we move into March? Yeah. All right. Sure. We're, we're moving, motoring along here. Let me reset the timer. Motoring. What's your price? See, that, that's about <laughs> close to the time frame. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. No, actually, that would have been around 1980, I think. No, that was that was. Uh, wait a minute. We'll look that up. We'll look that up later. Uh, we'll, right off the bat, we don't have wait, time we'll, for that now. What is the name of the group? I can't remember. Uh, Mr. Christian, know the times. Okay, I'll look it up. You guys keep going. So the first thing that jumps out at me is the killing joke. Yeah. What do you think of that? Uh, I like it out of continuity. I don't mind it as an Elseworlds story. I don't like it in continuity because it gives. I don't like giving the Joker a true origin. Right. So that's the thing about it. But I think it's, you know, it, it is one of the... Night uh, Ranger, 1984. Sorry. Okay. Move along. It's, so, well, it's 19, not 1988 now. Is it? <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's one of the Alan Moore books that I enjoy reading more than others. I'm, I'm you know, a uh, admitted not Alvin, Alan Moore devotee. Alvin Moore? Right. Yeah. A- Alan Moore. Alvin! Oh. Alan, did I say Alvin? Yes. Alan Moore. Uh you know, pe- people kneel at the altar of Alan Moore, and I'm not one of them. And I, I often am very critical of a lot of the things he says. Uh, and I, I, I'm not quite as impressed. I think his work is very good, but I'm not as impressed by it as others. Uh, but The Killing Joke, I think, is one of the more enjoyable reads. Uh, but again, I like it out of continuity, which I find with Alan Moore. I like most of his stuff out of continuity because he, he writes these apocalyptic tales that, you know, kill off characters and change everything. So he doesn't he doesn't write in a way for a continuing saga right and and i you know i i have a little bit of a problem with that because that's the way comics are he, he's very critical right of, he he bites the hand that feeds him put it that way right but uh you know but but it is a good story i mean he i i do think he's a good writer i just think he's a little overrated i wouldn't say uh well that that you just hit the, the magic word for me on on this particular book um i'm i wouldn't say i kneel at the altar of alan moore or anything like that or that i'm even a devotee but i enjoy him very much and and i like most everything i've ever read that he's done not that i've read everything he's done but you know the things i have read i generally really enjoy uh this is one of the few that uh off the top of my head i i can ever recall reading of his that that really just fell flat with me i i've never liked this did, story did you have a particular problem with it or is it just that it didn't enthrall you 
Um, I didn't like the way the Joker was portrayed. Uh, this, to me, is the beginning of the downward spiral of the Joker to where we wind up with things like the Heath Ledger and uh, and Jared Leto versions of him. I just don't like that iteration of the Joker. Um, i, I got to tell I, you, I, I see the Heath Ledger and Jared Leto versions being very, very different. Hmm. I, I, I don't okay. see them as the same characterization. No, but. I think... Scott just oh, I don't see them as the, the dark, same, but I think I, I see them in the same. Yeah, darker. I see them in the same mold as just being, um, for lack of a better term, icky. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't like that. I like the Joker as a, kind of a malicious clown, and I, I don't feel he's that way in the Killing Joke. I feel like he's, uh, he's a homicidal maniac. Yeah, and well, that's true. There's You're a difference right. there. You know, I agree. You know. And that's but, why I think that that cuts down to what, what I said, whereas I like it as an Elseworlds tale. Right. I don't want it to be in continuity. I don't right. want this to be the Joker who we're going to see all the time because this isn't, it just doesn't work to me to be returning to this character over and over again, the way he's portrayed here. Right. Um, moving on just down uh, the line here, the Detective Comics number 5. 87 uh that's one of the ones that 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 they were selling on you know mounted on the 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 wood backing in the stores right yeah yeah you're right yeah that that one jumps out at me that's a uh norm brayfogle cover i was actively collecting uh batman and detective during this time mostly because of uh of brayfogle i really like that guy's art is it towards the end of the list oh wait well detective comics they're they're in alphabetical order um, I see uh, the three in a row here something. that I, I got to give a quick shout out to okay. uh, History of the DC Universe, the, oh, the hardcover yep. edition. Um, yep. I collected everything they put out about History of the DC Universe. There was the the two issue Prestige. There was this hardcover, and then there was the portfolio. And I ate it all up. Such good stuff, especially the oh, hardcovers are really there's, nice thing. There's Two thirty-two, the one I yep, did. that was yeah, that was the other one. Um, Iron that's Man two thirty-two. That's that one. Uh, the Barry Windsor Smith and uh, that's it. Yeah, they, there it is. Real quick, uh, that's that's an iconic Hulk cover. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one actually that I one I, one day I was drawing and I recreated that. Oh, cool! I'll have to. I share used to have that. a T-shirt with that. If I haven't shared it with you, I'll have to share that with you at some point. Nick, uh, Nick Fury versus Shield number one. That was, if I remember right, that was a pretty cool that, story. That was like a prestige format. I think it was like five or six books. The uh, uh, Infinity Inc. here, uh, number 52, this has the distinction of uh, being the only comic that uh, I have a page of original art from. I actually own page number 22 out of that book. Sweet. Hmm, I, I'm still I'm still original art pageless. I've, I've always wanted to, <laughs> but, but I'm, I, I, I guess I'm a little too picky about what I want. Because I want something by an artist that I'm familiar with, some you know, preferably one of the older time ones, which is right off the back, and make it harder to get. Uh, and right. Then I, and then I want you know, with characters that I recognize on it. The page, uh, uh, you know, the artist on that book was uh, Michael Bear, who I have no idea what happened to him, but I always thought he was a hell of an artist. I really liked him, but I, I don't know whatever became of him. Uh, we had a couple miniseries debut, or what? Maybe that was last week. Was it this? Uh, no, last month. Uh, yeah, this month. Black Panther number one, the miniseries. Uh, we had Power Girl, uh, nice cover. <clears throat> um, <laughs> oh, cool ball! And That's awesome. um, uh, Scout Shaman, uh, Scout War Shaman. I've got this. That's uh, Tim Tim oh, Truman. Yeah. I was like his art. He also did Grimjack, the first uh, few things of Grimjack. 
Didn't we cover the Revenge of the Prowler issue at one time? Hmm. I think we did. That sounds kind of familiar. I don't. I have no recollection oh, you of what it's about. Well, that's nice. But the cover. Who, who, who would says have you don't have it, talent? I have no idea, but that cover looks very familiar to me. Yeah. I, I think we covered it at one point. Let's see what uh, else we got. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, the Wanderers, which I'm I don't really the remember that going anywhere. We'll never settle I was thinking <laughs> of Neil Young. Wandering. Wandering. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> the video is weird because it's all like fast motion, stop motion. Honeywell but... and I used to watch days upon days of MTV just waiting yep. for that damn video to come back. Wandering. Around. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't even know that song. <laughs> Uh, oh, who's who in the Legion of Superheroes? Uh, da, 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 Wasteland. I, I don't know if you heard me that. say it, Paul, but that uh, that cover uh, that you that you redrew the uh, Incredible Hulk three forty five. I used to have a T shirt of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, did T shirts of just about all of those McFarlane uh, covers and a lot of his interior art from Incredible Hulk. He was such a hot thing there for a while. Of course, and if I wore that, it would look like three D. <laughs> well, when, it, when he was making covers like that, well, he deserved to be the hot thing. I mean that that was yeah. that was a great cover, and he had that he had several that were like that. Oh, we had another release because uh, the 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 uh, Doctor Zero was tied to Powerline. It was uh, it was called the Sh- uh, Shadowline Saga. Remember how the books were kind of yeah. tied together? That was released this month. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Did you guys ever read the question? Yeah. No. <laughs> I read that as it was coming out, and remember really enjoying it back then. But I'd be I'd be curious to read it, reread it now because I have a feeling it was very, very liberal for its time. And my familiar, I'm sorry, my no, familiarity with the character comes from the uh, JLA Unlimited, the which was a better series. take with Jeffrey Coombs. Yeah. Yes, oh, I thought he was great in that, but that's really that where him? I know the character from. Yeah, yeah. oh, I didn't he know did that. Voice. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Too. Funny. That was before he hosted Family Feud. Oh, I love that cover to Star Trek. Oh no, Trek that was 52. Ray <laughs> Which one? Oh, Star Trek Fifty Two. Star Trek. Yeah, Fifty Two. Uh, ooh. Oh no, I don't like that one. Do you like that one? I like that. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm gonna be the tiebreaker. I, I don't like the look of the devil. Oh, he looks Mitch like. Uh, yeah, I love how the Enterprise looks. Just, he looks like yeah. Tim Curry's. Uh, yeah, you don't usually don't like a lot of the books. You never saw that that view of the Enterprise. Right. Um, but he looks like the Tim Curry uh, devil from the movie Legend. The big old horns. That's and, true. Yeah. So, uh, we got anything else for this month? Oh, no wonder I didn't recognize Mitchell Connell's name. He's got a total of oh. uh, ten credits to We're his name. We're out of time. Mike's. Oh. Your time okay. is up. So moving on to April. what are we moving on to? April. April. Uh, I turned twenty this month. Ah. So let's see. I am. We've got Action Comics going weekly. Yep. I, I was getting these for a while when they were going weekly. Not me. <laughs> I think I collected comics right up until I went into the service. And then I had to go back. Then I was like off for like a year because it was boot camp and bouncing around, not a lot of space, couldn't carry things. And then I was able to go back and maybe about, you know, by the time I settled down to a long du- duty station and then on the ship, then I was able to get comics back, you know, back on my, During back on the horse. During this issue was or not issue, I'm sorry, during this uh, this era, you know, this year in particular, was probably the most up I ever was on current comics at the time, you know, actually reading them as, you know, not only collecting them, but reading them as they, was com- they were coming out, and probably buying 
the most you know new issues at any one time because I ca- I was keeping up with a lot of these titles at this point because I you know I was young I was in the service I had disposable income yep yep it's right there I Cap three forty four comics Cap uh, Captain America three forty four one of the absolute worst issues of the entire uh, run of Captain America. <laughs> Why? I don't know, I think I remember who the wolf, sna- is it? No. Do you know who the snake guy is that he's fighting on the cover? Oh, that looks terrible. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it is awful. I you know no who he turns out to be? It's Ronald Reagan. Oh, God. Oh, I remember that. A, yeah, it, was a, it was a dig at the president. And I did, the I deadliest snake of all. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What, ooh, the Crimson Avenger. How do we miss? This is issue three. How do we miss the other, talking about the other one? That was a good little miniseries. I like that. From DC, I always liked the Crimson Avenger. I always thought he was kind of cool. Ooh, Crossroads, I think I got a few of those. That was like the crossover thing in um, first comics. Even though I wasn't, like I said, the only one I was really following was Badger. But uh, you know, it kind of got me interested because you know, being a few years away after having Crisis, like and Secret Wars, right? Yeah, Secret Wars came. Yeah, it was before this. So I was interested in like a like a company wide crossover. Oh, uh, first comics was also doing uh, Elric books. From um, Michael Moorcock's series of the Eternal Champion, they were doing Quorum, and this time they were doing Elric. I got a few of those back then. Dorian hmm. Hawkmoon and such. So that's why that Incredible Hulk cover back in uh, last month, what was last, this is April, so back in March looks so familiar, that was the issue he got nuked. So that's the issue I've long said that if they were ever going to end the Hulk, I would have been happy with them ending it right there because the the issue for this month is, uh, for one thing, I've always hated that cover, but it's 346. This is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is McFarlane's last issue, although he really was not working on it at that point. He, he kind of... Well, the anchor was Eric Larson. Well, on the cover, it said it was Larson and it was inked by Todd McFarlane. Yeah. And then the pencil on the inside was... Larson, Larson as well. Yeah, it's not a very good issue. But they, I think they've spun their wheels for an issue or two. And then, no, it's just this one issue. And then the next issue beyond this, uh, well, we'll talk about that when we get to the next. Uh, Ooh, there's the next uh, your but, uh, yeah. Hercules Prince of Power trade paperback. Mm-hmm. It's a nice cover, too. I never saw See, that we before. We never got these. Yeah, I never saw that before. Yeah, we're at, we never got trades. Of course, at this point, I, I don't. Was I buying out? Yeah, I was buying out of a comic shop, so I don't know why I never saw you. Yeah, but I've never laid eyes on that before in my life. That's actually really cool. Oh, look, it's Prodegaton. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you're not going to remember it later. Exactly. Yeah, this was a, uh, a crossover, Infinity. an annual crossover between uh, annual, uh, excuse me, uh, Infinity Inc. and um, the Young All-Stars. Good story, as I recall, though I don't really remember the details of it, so Paul's right. My memory's been wiped of the event. <laughs> And I think, if memory serves, this is the last issue of Infinity Inc. Because didn't it end with 53? Yeah, it is. It's the last issue. It's a damn shame, because that was a good book. Uh, uh, Mike and the Cover to Silver Surfer 14 by Mike Mignola. Or Mike Mignola. Silver Surfer. Oh, yeah. That is cool. What else? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when he's fighting the other surfer. Yeah. Ooh, Power of the Atom debut. Did you, did you guys ever read that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good series. It was uh, Roger Stern was the writer on that, was, and it was no it was wait. Good. I'm thinking Sword of the Atom when he went yeah. to the when he became yeah, when, when he became when he became uh, a sword and sorcery guy. Yeah, 
Yeah. No, this was this was after that. This is this is basically his return to the DC universe proper after the whole sword thing. Uh, oh, I, I, yeah, it's funny. I I like that cover. That's the one where Which they've one? got Superman yeah. twenty. Where they've got um, Robot Man, Superman, and I believe that's Metallo. Metallo. Yeah, it was a crossover with uh, Doom Patrol. Just before uh, Crazy Pants there took it over. Oh. Um, what's his name? Uh, you know, my buddy. Um, Morrison? I can't think of it. No. Yes, oh. Morrison. Grant Morrison. Yeah, just before Morrison came on. I like the cover of the Star Trek 53, the Ghost Kirk. I can't remember what, if he was actually... I think he was actually a ghost. I'm yeah. Ghost Captain Kirk. <laughs> But I don't remember why, or he was. There was something. It's been a long time since I read that. Ooh, Uncanny X Men two thirty two, big old brood on the cover. The yeah. brood is back, baby. Yeah, that's looking pretty nasty on that. Nasty in a good way. Mm. Ooh, the first issue of What the? That was a funny book. I liked What the. That was oh, a good one. I got that. Yeah. In fact, I just when I was looking up my what ifs, I stuck it with my what ifs. Well, that's that's, that's how Scott would say to do it because you got to know political order. There you go. Mm-hmm. World of Metropolis. Uh, uh, yep, I didn't. That of the three of the ones they did, they did uh, they did Metropolis. They did Small. What was the other one? World of Krypton. That, Metropolis was the only one I didn't like, largely for the art. I want to say it was. Who no, I, was, I would be wrong. I was going to say it was uh, Dick Giordano, but it's not. It's uh, Winslow Mortimer. Giordano was one of the inkers, though. But yeah, just it, art-wise, it was weak. I think we've been a little. Little remiss, we've been missing the fact that Walt Simonson has been doing X Factor for the past couple issues. Uh, him yeah. and Louise, um, she was writing. Uh, yeah, this was like leading up to this was when X Factor was, I believe, still. Oh, wait, had they already shed their other identities and went back to just being the plain X Men, or were they still doing the dual thing? Don't remember. Um, I think. I think they were still doing the dual thing for a little bit longer. I think mm. I could be wrong about that, but just based on the outfits that they're wearing. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this uh, that was a good. I mean, at least art wise, it was really good. I I I, I didn't like the the Simonson written, you know, the Louise Simonson written issues as much um when she came along as as some of the earlier issues but uh i i always thought the art was fantastic uh this is this is actually some of simonson's best art quite honestly some good stuff hellblazer was coming out too the uh constantine yeah yep yeah i bought the first issue of that and i don't think i ever bought another issue (laughs) i've heard it got good though it was at issue eight which Uh, one we get it was at up to issue eight at this month. We got anything? Oh, uh, Willow, the Marvel adaptation of the movie Willow. <laughs> and we'll just move right on past that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I think that's all I got. All right, ready to keep moving? Yep. Yeah, let's keep moving along here. All right, so we're up to May 1988. When I went to the boot I camp. Be, I could be wrong, but I think think i there, there's an issue i have of action comics weekly that i bought in a hurry at a convention just to have murphy anderson sign the middle section because when action comics was was in the weekly format superman was reduced to a two-page uh basically like a center spread in the book and that was it and uh and i i you know i remember 
seeing uh, Anderson at this convention, not knowing he was going to be there. So I ran down to the dealer floor and just bought like the cheapest, quickest issue I could buy just to have him sign the middle of the book. And I think it's this issue. Hmm. I, I did Let's not know that, Aki- that Marvel did an adaptation of Akira. Interesting. Didn't know Looks that. Looks like uh, Superman's fighting the living monolith on Adventures of Superman. <laughs> what? The 444? Is that the one you're looking at? Yeah. No, 443. Am I in the wrong month? Yeah, I think you're in the wrong yeah. month, buddy. Oh. Yeah, you're, you, we're, we're a month ahead of you. I thought we were in May. <laughs> Are we in May? Yeah, May. we're in May. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it just didn't update. Okay. Yeah. Now, now I'm into it. <laughs> like what? He's no, in a graveyard. Okay, he's in a graveyard. My mistake. Like, never mind. Here you go. I, <laughs> the living here you go. I have not me. given enough love to the independence. How about this one? Aliens number one. Yeah. Dark Horse. Yeah. Did you read that? Yeah. It's been a long time, but yes, yes, I did. That was I, good. If I want to say I got those after I got out of boot camp. I was able to go back and get them. Yeah, I, I bought those off the stands. Is, that, is this the first Dark, Dark Horse book? No, there was another one the previous month. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of the title, but there was one there. That This original six-issue mini was, was awesome. Everything that Aliens 3 should have been and wasn't, unfortunately. Animal Man, number one, even though you're not a Morrison fan. but I remember digging that that issue though you know for the first couple of issues i do remember kind of kind of getting into a little bit if i'm not mistaken there's something about amazing spider-man 304 i'm trying to remember what it is is that the one where he he mocks the uh no batman wasn't out yet i don't know there's something about that issue i can't remember what what's special about it there was something about that one yeah batman the cult by uh, bernie wrightson that was a good book mm-hmm a hot book for a time when it first came out. Oh, look, out. the Avengers is Dr. Druid on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> Highlighted. Yeah. yeah. McFarlane cover on Batman uh, 423. Yeah, that cape is just not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> the uh, Iron Man thing. Hercules, what the hell's wrong with you? Hercules graphic novel by Bob Layton. Hercules. I think I picked that up for like a uh, buck yeah. somewhere not that long ago. It's funny, I was just listening to an old episode of Bins where you and I were talking about that, too. Did you ever read it? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I forgot. I'm not I'm not sure. So here's a couple. Um, Incredible Hulk 347. So 345, he gets nuked. Then 346, he's not in the book. The Hulk himself is not in it, and they were doing some weird transitional issue. This one here picks up, and it's months later... And he's now living in Las Vegas, and oh, he's, he's going as Joe, Joe Fixit with no explanation whatsoever. And they strung us along as readers for quite some time before they explained, wait, how did he survive being nuked in 345? And uh, as much as I, I was liking the prior run with, uh, with Peter David and, and McFarlane, this is where I got seriously invested in the Hulk. This was a damn good story, and still my favorite iteration of the Hulk was, uh, was the great Joe Fixit Hulk. I don't like that cover. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not crazy about the, uh, the cover, but I did like Jeff Purvis as an artist on, uh, on the Hulk. He starts out a little rough, but uh, he, I, I actually enjoyed his stuff. It was, it was good. Did you ever read Iron Man Crash? Uh, I think I have that. 
But I wait a minute. I thought there was a there was a Batman one that said it was the first computer generated graphic novel. Yeah, but it's not though. I know the one you're talking about. It's Batman. <sighs> oh, shit, what's the name of that? But I'm I... pretty sure Crash is actually the first. Mm. I bought that off the stand soon. If I'm not mistaken, I think there's boobies in that issue. Oh, well worth it then. Yep, there you go. Uh, we got to give a quick shout out to Dark Horse and Godzilla Number One for Luke Jack and Eddie. Oh yeah, where is that? I missed that. Sure. Oh yeah, sure enough. Between GI Joe special missions and Green Arrow. <laughs> That's cool. I had to blow that image up to see what he was menacing there. It's actually a sub. There's a there's an early issue. I want to say it's like number twelve or something. I'm oh, not sure like if it's anchor, the same it? run, but there's one where uh, Godzilla bounces through time and ends up uh, uh, next to the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know if it's this same run or not. Legion of Superheroes. Was this about when they ended? This no, 63 oh. or 4, I want to say, was the last issue. See, I was getting that about, about, about when they relaunched with the Baxter books. I started to get Legion, but I had right. no knowledge of what was going on or really understood it. And I think I dropped it, but I kept getting the... Uh, the Teen Titan book when it went to the back. Damn, look at me yeah. with a memory. 63 was the last issue of Legion of Superheroes. See, I was thinking they hadn't yet had the issue with uh, the death of Superboy, but they had. That was actually issue number 38. So this, at this point, to me, the Legion was dead. Once once Superboy died, I was, I was a, well, between this and then they also had that super shitty reveal that um laurel kent was a freaking manhunter robot and that pissed me mm. off to no end and at that point i was officially done with the legion uh, to give some indie love um love and rockets i'm not real familiar with it but i remember it being a big name did you guys ever read any of that i would no. say exactly the same thing i know it being a big name that people have talked about a lot but i've never read it mm. Oh, Marvel Comics Presents came out this week, too, this month. First three Martial issues. Martial Law! Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the first three. Well, that must have been a weekly, then? Yeah. Is that right? Oh, okay. Yep. Did you guys ever read Martial Law? Uh, no, but again, I've, I have I heard about it, but I didn't get good. it. That was good stuff. It's, it's something of an acquired taste, because uh, these days, I, I don't think much of... Uh, what's his name? Kevin O'Neill, I think? Yeah, Kevin O'Neill's art. But back then, I loved it. Actually, somewhere in my collection, I think I still have the original martial law poster, I think. <laughs> what else we got here? Um, Sable with first comics. Oh, yeah. Secret Origins was ongoing. It had been ongoing. Finnegan for... Returns and, and Star Trek 54. Oh, yeah. yeah here I, we go. I didn't Jimmy like when Finnegan was on in the real show. I don't need him on in the comic book. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, me boy. Supergirl Returns in uh, Superman number 20. This is the uh, post-crisis Supergirl, the, the Matrix mm. Supergirl. I always like that cover, the, the not-you cover. <laughs> that reminds me of a cover around 306 or something like that. No, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of the one where she's she's smashing the uh, Bottle City of Candor on the cover, so it's not the same. Right? Place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how, how can we miss Warlord? Has been going on too. It was up in the 130s. <gasps> v for Vendetta number oh, one. God. What? Did you say? Oh God. He did. Yeah, I he think did. I bought it too. Oh, oh, V for Vendetta. I thought you were saying the TV series V. Because I no, got that no, comic no. book too, that's why I was like, "Oh God, I can't <laughs> believe I bought that." 
I could watch that whole series this, at one time. You know, everybody else raves about Watchmen, but to me, this is Alan Moore's finest hour. I always liked V for Vendetta. Damn, that's a good book, and I am so overdue for a reread of that. But yeah, I, I like that a lot. Another possibility for a mini maxi series to cover. Um, that would be that'd be a tough one. Time, yeah. Uncanny X Men cover two thirty four. I've always liked that cover with Wolverine like in mid transformation into a brood. Right. Yeah. Young All Star sixteen. I think this is the beginning of. Does that say part one of four? It's really tiny print. I can't quite see. I think it says part one of four, but we get the uh, secret origin of Neptune Perkins, which I I both simultaneously really liked and really found ridiculously and la- ridiculous and laughable because it turns out that his parents were Titanic survivors, and it shows it. There, there's like the beginning of the story shows. Uh, the Nazis robbing the gold off the Titanic as it's sinking, which for one, the Titanic didn't have any gold on it, <laughs> but also That's they the basically thing. they slide this like section of the ship aside so that they can get in and take the gold out. If they had actually opened the, the ship, the way that it shows in the, in the comic book panel, it would have sunk in mere minutes as opposed to hours. So it's, it's <laughs> completely ridiculous, but so much fun. Okay, well, I'm sorry, Scott, but we are out of time. We're going to have to turn over all of our cards and go on to June of 1988. (laughs) All right. Let's see. What do we got here? A lot more Action Comics Weekly. Spider-Man went weekly. Or three times a month, apparently. No, twice a month. Alpha Flight is in a really weird place at this point. Alpha Flight, yeah. There's an homage, uh, Spider-Man 306, to Action Comics number one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. Here's another graphic. Or I mean, a trade paperback I've never seen. The al- the saga of the alien costume, and that's a badass cover. I've never laid eyes on this before. Mm. When the hell were all these these trade paperbacks coming out, and why didn't I ever see them? Well, clearly they weren't in your comic that's... store. Yeah, exactly. That's really weird. That's a really cool uh, Friends cover on that too. I was like backing up for just a second to Action Comics Weekly 611. I always loved that cover, and I always thought that it was Gene Colan, but it's not. It's actually Alex Nino. But I love that cover. It does have really... a Colan look about it. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. He's got, his cape looks Dracula-like. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would swear, if somebody had asked me, who is that? I would have said that that was Colan inked by uh, DiZaniga, because it looks just like him, but it's not. It's uh, At least according to Mike, it's uh, Alex Nino. And it's actually, I think, signed at the bottom. I think it says Alex Nino on it. Interesting. Uh, Daredevil at this point had been taking on uh, Typhoid Mary and other various, uh, I want to say, Nuke. Is it Nuke? The guy that could, who's the guy that could, could like, create weapons out of his skin? Uh, was, uh, oh, was that Nuke? I remember him from the, the uh, what do you call um, Frank Miller run, but I, I don't remember if he had that power or not. Hmm. Batman uh, 424 here. It's uh, the beginning of the end for Jason Todd. This is a turning point because this is that storyline where it's left to the reader to decide, did he kill him? Did he not kill him? Because there was... I I remember this. The art wasn't that good. Who was the artist on this? Mark Mark Bright. That's funny. I usually like Mark Bright, but the art wasn't very good. But I remember the story was really interesting because they left it ambiguous. You, You don't know... 
if Jason Todd killed the bad guy or not. It's it's up to you to decide. And then just a few issues later, it was up to you to decide again. Would he? Would Jason Todd live or die? And uh, it was it was interesting. That was kind of the the beginning of the end for that character. Ooh, Excalibur number one. I bought that. I think that was the only issue of Excalibur I ever bought off the oh, you know brand new off the stands. The whole series. In his series. hand, he's got the whole <laughs> series. Fem Force fourteen. On the cover, it says "Down the Tubes." I'm not touching that. Moving on. This was the last issue of uh, Doom Patrol I bought. I was buying it faithfully because I was a huge Doom Patrol fan, but I just couldn't take the shitty art anymore, so I stopped buying it with this issue. Oh, Hawk and Dove number one. Uh, Eric Larson. Yeah, that's good stuff. At least I remember uh, uh, Hawk and Dove number one. That's Eric Larson? Eric Larson was Doom Patrol. Oh. I'm sorry, right. I'm just, uh, yeah, that's just right. catching yeah. up to you here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, it was actually... Uh, uh, Hawk and Dove was... Uh, Liefeld. Rob Liefeld was on the yeah. cover, so... Liefeld and written, and written by... Uh, yeah. Oh, no, it was penciled by Rob Liefeld, too. Really? Because that's amazing, because he has feet on the front cover. Oh, it's it's good. Believe it or not, the art in that, as I recall, anyway, is really good. But I I, I actually liked that. It was a good, uh, good series, because the, the Kessels were... That was when uh, uh, Carl was married to uh, Barbara Randall... Uh, I think they had just gotten married, and uh, it was it was good. It's good stuff. Heathcliff, oh my god, we've been. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he's eating a he's eating a pizza on a turntable. Oh, you crazy cat, you! But that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Hmm. Somewhere I have this Marvel Age Annual signed by uh, by several Marvel folks, including uh, Roger Stern and. Um, um, Ron Friends, because I met them. It was my very first convention I ever went to in, in Syracuse. And I forget what book, I, I think it was some X book I handed it. And, oh, it was, um, I think it was X-Men Annual. No, it was, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it was X-Men Annual number 12. And they were like, please give us anything else to sign but X-Men. So I, I had that Marvel Age Annual and they signed that. Was this, a, oh, this was a second miniseries or was this the beginning of a Cloak and Dagger miniseries? No. So it's the Mutant Misadventures of Cloak and Dagger. So this was... Uh, I don't remember this series. Is it, under, is it under Cloak? No, it's under M for Mutant. Oh, okay. Hang on, let me... M for Mutant. Yeah, no, I I think this was like their second or third miniseries. Because I think their first miniseries was just simply called Cloak and Dagger, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, this one and I never was earlier read. than this. Yeah, yeah, this one I never read. I don't even know that I ever owned it, but uh, I did own uh, at, at least the very first one because I liked those characters when they first came Sergeant, along. Sergeant Rock special didn't they? Didn't Sergeant Rock get finished up before the end of before Crisis? Didn't they finish him? Mm, you're asking the wrong guy on that. War comics is not my thing. Mm. Got to go get Dave Pescarella for that one. Yeah, they were probably Sergeant Rock in the, what was it, the Phantom Tank? Pretty sure we covered this issue of Starman. Starman? Let's see. Oh, Starman number one, did we cover that? Uh, I think that was just Bill and I. Hmm. I think you were on hiatus. Sons of bitches. <laughs> Secret Origin 31, this is a good one. This is a uh, post-crisis origin for the Justice Society of America with art by Mike Bear. And damn, is it pretty. Good stuff. Ooh, shit. I just noticed one of my favorite books of all time. Superman Volume 2, number 22. One I was going to say, that's your favorite issues. 
Yep, I love that issue. And that's a great cover. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything more. There's a whole controversy about that, but all I can say is they're wrong. There's a Silver Surfer Judgment Day hardcover. I think another I nice that. cover. Yeah, yeah, Joe, that is really. Who Joe, is that? Jusco. Oh, Just Justco. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that a poster? I don't know. Let's see what I. Oh, going back to the Starman one. It's either this issue or the next issue, number two, where um, there was a. You know how back in the day before the the right the uh, readers would start writing in so that they would have something to publish in the letters column. The first several issues of any new book would always be, you know, the the creators talking about like themselves or how they thought up the book or something like that. Right. I remember there being in either Starman number one or, or the next issue, there was a write up about Stern, and he happened to reveal in the in the article that he lived in Ithaca. So here I am. I'm in Rome, which was not that far away, and you know I was you know like I said I was 20 years old, <laughs> a lot of either ballsier or stupider or a little little both than than I am now or I like to think so anyway. And uh, so what do I do? I pick up the phone. I call oh. the guy. And I happen to catch him as he's coming in the door with, with groceries. And damned if we didn't talk on the phone for like three friggin' hours. And he was awesome. Instead of being like, how the hell did you get my number? Don't ever call me again. He, I mean, he he just he shot the shit with me for like, at, it was at least three hours. She recorded and, it. It would have uh, been a good episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it would have. But he was he was so cool. You know, and and was not at all like you know what? How dare you just cold call me out of the blue? You know, and, and so you know, and treating me like some creepy stalker fanboy. He was he was totally cool about it, and uh, he didn't treat really you like the creepy stalker fanboy you were. You mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, it was, it was really cool. He was uh, he was really cool about that. That's cool. I like when you know when you hear stories about the creators doing cool things. So much so much nicer than we hear about them being assholes. I mean, if he'd have balled me out, he would have had every right. Because, I mean, what, you know, that that is a pretty obnoxious thing to do. And I just, you know, I just... You know what, honestly, it. honestly, it depends on how you approached it. You right. know, you're, you're a fairly young kid at 20. I mean, you're not, you know, you're not a kid, but you're not a man either, really. And if, if you right. said, you know, I'm sorry to bother you, but, you know, I'm a big fan and I was just hoping that I could talk to you. And if, you know... If you approached it with the attitude that if he said, I'm sorry, I don't have the time, you would have been, okay, thank you anyway, and hung up. Right. I don't, I don't think that's so bad. Uh, on the other hand, if you were, like, you know, like, really pushy about it, then that's the problem. Mm. So, I, I don't know I, how. I would love to have a recording of that, honestly, to know. Because, I mean, to, to my recollection, it was it was very... It was more timid than anything else. Like, you know, hi, Mr. Stern. I'm a big fan. You know, I don't know if you remember me. Because I had met him before at that point, you know. But still, I mean, <laughs> it's still a pretty obnoxious thing to do just out of the blue. Oh, right? it is. And and you would never do that at 30 years old. No. But no. at 20 years old, I could see doing that. Right. <laughs> Wait, one last book for this month. I'm the fat guy on the cover of Web of Spider-Man Annual 4. Slug? <laughs> Isn't that his name? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah here it is. Yeah, Slug. God, how the hell did I know that? Because it says Slug on the cover? Well, I mean, I wasn't looking at it, though. I, that's the <laughs> funny thing. I, I just happened to know what you were talking about. But yeah, sure enough. All right, we're off to July. All right, Graduated from so boot camp here we are. So we're halfway through, through the year. year. Yep. Well, let's what see what we got. We got? <coughs> Excuse me. 
I've never been one for Mike Mignola, but I do kind of dig this cover on uh, Action Weekly. Uh, what is this? 614 with the Green Lantern. That's actually pretty badass. I, I'm hit and miss with him. There's some of his work I like a lot, and then there's other stuff that leaves me cold. What did you guys... Now, I don't know if you guys ever read Superman through this era, but I'm curious what you guys thought of Gangbuster, because personally, I always hated this character. Well, spoiler, we know who he is. but Right? Well... Sort of, because he, you know, Superman adopts that identity, but that's not who he was initially. Oh, well, then who am I thinking he was? Oh. Well, remember, he was, he was, well, um, well, he Superman either was him. or became oh, well. uh, Cat Grant's boyfriend. He he was a Hispanic mm-hmm. guy. I can't remember what his, what the character's, what was his name? Is it listed here? And yeah, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing it listed here. But he. Uh, oh, here it is. Jose. De, he was Jose Delgado, and then Jose got. Uh, I think he got crippled. Something happened to him while he was out as Gangbuster. Somebody. I don't know. They kicked his ass, or he got hurt, and, and like something fell on him, or something like that. And he got crippled. And so Superman, when he was having like post-traumatic stress from having killed the Phantom Zone villains, adopted. That's right. Gangbuster persona while he was in some like fugue state or something where he didn't know he was. So he, he, he basically developed a split personality. Um, but I, I never, man, I never liked that. I, I just always thought it was really stupid. Um, so we got the Avengers annual. This was the evolutionary war crossover. Right. Love <laughs> that cover. Uh, but look at the two next to it. And I, Guess I either forgot or didn't realize that Ron Lim was the pen- pen- penciler on Badger, because look at the two covers there. Was he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. he's for, for the covers and the inside. That's so, one scary looking nun. Well, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the next one, it's Badger's on a uh, a buffalo fighting. What is that? Paul Bunyan. Looks like yeah. He's on Baby Paul Blue. Because on Baby the Blue Ox with his axe. That's like if Dark Side was a nun. <laughs> <laughs> What was wasn't there a movie this last year with like a killer nun? I think it was called the Nun. It was <laughs> like it is certain. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is a I, bad I, ask. Dave Stevens cover on Amazing Heroes one forty five, and I don't think I've ever seen that before. That is really cool. The Rocketeer cover. Yeah, mm. that is nice. That's that's cool. Yeah, I really like the uh, cover on uh, what is it? Doctor Strange. Sorcerer Supreme number one with him uh, against oh, Mephisto yeah. by Kevin Nolan. Who is that? Oh yeah, Kevin Nolan. Yeah, I, I like that one. His his feet are a little too tiny, but other than that, DC Cosmic Odyssey. Ooh, did you read that? It's been a long time since I yeah. read it. Yeah, me too. I can't remember shit that happens in it, but I I kind of dug it at the time, despite the art. I. This this is Mignola I don't care for in this one, but I remember the story being pretty pretty decent. It was um, Jim Starlin. Starlin, yeah. Well, the classic X Men was out too during this time frame. We're like exit uh, exit issue twenty seven. Uh, I, I bought those I, off the I stands. Was those. They were coming out. Yeah, yeah. For that, it, it messed me up. It really messed me up because I was buying them because by this point I had gotten into Burn, but I I never read the Burn X Men. I got into Burn with Fantastic Four. So when these started coming out and we're reprinting new X-Men basically right from the beginning, I was like, okay, so now I can finally get into the X-Men. But the problem was they had those damn backup stories by, uh, what was his name, John Bolton? 
and it ended up spoiling the whole thing that that mm. the phoenix was not gene gray but if you'd never read it before it, it completely blew it for you so they you know they were giving you a bonus like I, i'm i'm presuming it was like an incentive for people that already had read it or already owned it to buy it again by giving them a bonus story. But for somebody like me who'd never read it to begin with, all it did was really mess me up on a lot of those stories because it, it spoiled things. And I remember it, it spoiling the whole Jean Grey thing and being really pissed off about that. <laughs> but there was a really good Magneto story in one of those issues uh, that kind of gave uh, Magneto's backstory, which was pretty cool. We have the uh, first ongoing issue of Wolverine. And another oh, yeah. Action Comics number one homage on Wacky Squirrel number four. <laughs> I always like this issue of FF. Uh, FF uh, 320 with the new Hulk versus the new thing. That was actually pretty cool. Where he had to like, was, isn't this the more rockier? Th- yeah, the rockier, like almost like dinosaur looking thing versus yeah. uh, the Gray Hulk. That was a really cool issue. Who did the art on that? Oh, it's Ron Friends again. Oh, the Exterminators was going on. That was the kind of offshoot with some of the younger kids from that were in the X Factor book. There was like kind of their little adventures, like Leech and uh, I can't remember some of the other ones. What was the one that they did that was like a? It was either an eight or twelve issue mini that was a spinoff of uh, of the X characters, like the younger X characters. You know what, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I did. Uh, Fallen Angels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that one. That was good. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here. This is the uh, the first uh, post burn uh, issue of Superman. Uh, Superman number twenty three with Mike Mignola on the art and Roger Stern on the uh, on the story. I actually have this signed somewhere. Did you consult with him about what he wrote? I'm sorry. Did you call him up and consult with him about what he was writing? <laughs> no, but I, I, I mean, I talked to him at a convention about it. I remember, you know, <laughs> I suggested the plot. It's like you again, <laughs> Jesus. I love the cover to Star Trek Fifty Six here. That uh, Secret Origins Thirty Two. Um, that's a really good issue. Um, it's the the post uh, post crisis origin of the Justice Society. Uh, excuse me, the Justice League of America. I didn't realize it says here that Peter David worked on that. I didn't realize that, but yeah, the the it was uh, Giffen. This was during that Bwahaha era, you know, with Giffen and Demetrius. But this one it says uh, it was plotted by Giffen, scripted by Peter David, and then art by Eric Shanauer. Oh, but, there was uh, a Miracle yeah, Man. It's a good issue. There was a Miracle Man trade paperback. I'm not all up on the whole saga of Miracle Man slash Marvel Man slash. It's and another series that people rant, rant and rave about, though. Yeah, one of these days i got to read that, because I've heard some really good... I didn't realize for the longest time that that's a take on the classic Fawcett Captain Marvel, so one of these days I mm-hmm. have to read that, but I, I never have. I used to own an issue of that, and then uh, at the very beginning of my eBay uh, career, I guess you'd say, I, I sold it, and I made a friggin' fortune. It was only one issue. It's the one where he's... He's in like a like a embryonic pose in like a like a test tube or something like that. I, I don't even know which issue it was. I, I don't think I ever read it, or if I didn't, I didn't understand it because it was 
Alan Moore, and it was part of a, a much larger story, and and I I sold it, and uh, yeah, it it commanded quite the price, as I recall. Ooh, we got a uh, Rocketeer Adventure Magazine number one. I love this cover. I've seen this as a poster and a T-shirt, and uh, Saga the Submariner number one, which uh, has yeah. really great uh, Buckler art. Mm-hmm. That whole series of that was a good series. Yeah, yeah. And, is, uh, is that the twelve issue? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Kirk actually oh, yeah. sent me a yeah, couple yeah. issues of that to help me re- fill out. Oh wait, my no, series. that's not the one I'm thinking. That's not the one I'm thinking. I was. Th- what, did he have two twelve issue miniseries? Because I remember when well, I he had he had a this. different twelve issue miniseries, which was just an mm-hmm. ongoing, as opposed to this one, which is kind of like his history. If I'm not mistaken, Solo Avengers number twelve features the very first professional artwork by Amanda Connor. Amanda Connor. She's credited here on Mike's Amazing World, but I think that's her first professional work. Because I almost took that to a convention to have her sign one time. That's all I got. behind the curtain, well, since we have a few seconds. So peeking behind the curtain last night when we finished uh, recording Is It Jaws for the Terminator, um, I went and sat down on the couch and turned on Comet TV, which is like a sci-fi channel. And guess what was on? Uh The Terminator, about 20 minutes in. Oh, awesome. And I just sat there and watched it. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Oh, that's what they were talking about. Uh, all right, so I guess we're time Are to move no, on to September. There's no Terminator comics in 88? No I'm Terminator. Shocked. I think it comes later in the year, because I remember picking up some Terminator comics when I was in San Diego. There has to be later in the month, so... Whatever right. happened to Carl Potts? Because this cover on uh, Punisher War Journal number one is badass. Whatever happened to him? Don't know. But anyway. <laughs> on, on, to, on to September. All right. Uh, right at the bat, I, I like the... Uh, no, no, no. What do you mean September? No, we're into August. We did August. We August, just finished yeah, August. August. No, no that was, we just that finished was July. July. Oh, okay. August. Stop rushing us. It's all right. Oh, December. How I never see? Oh no! Wait! Now that I blow it up, it's I got all excited about this amazing heroes cover. I'm like, how have I never seen this? But then I blew it up larger, and it's actually kind of shit. So don't never get mind. excited. Don't get excited. <laughs> right. Oh, let's see. Alien Nation movie special. I just remember. Oh I just God. like the movie. What? Okay, so I've always kind of dug this cover to Action Comics Weekly, uh, what is this, 618. It's an homage cover. I couldn't tell you the issue, but it's an homage to an old issue of uh, either Batman or Detective, where Batman and Robin are crouched on a roof. Really? I thought it was more as an homage to them, uh, the heroes in the Bottle City of Candor. Is it? I don't know. That's what I, first thing I thought of. With the well, what is what, what what are the names of the two heroes in the Bald City? Oh, Night, uh, Nightwing, Nightwing and Flamebird. Uh, Flamebird, yeah, yeah, and that's I what I thought. I think this is an old bat. I don't know. I, I can look it up, but I think this is an old Batman cover. But anyway, I always liked this cover, and I was just looking at the credits here. Now I knew that the inker was Murphy Anderson, but I didn't realize that the penciler was John Bogdanoff. I typically really don't like Bogdanoff, but that's a, that's a cool looking cover. That's good stuff right there. I like that. No, oh, sorry, which Alien one were you Nation? pointing out before? Alien Nation? <laughs> That's a, bad it's a good cover. movie. I'm sorry. It's not, not not poorly drawn. It's drawn well, but I just don't like oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's photo-referenced. <laughs> uh, yeah. The artist is Eric Peterson. That's our that's our buddy's name, Eric Peterson. Oh, yeah. Wow, maybe it's him. <laughs> oh, Death of the Family. Yep, there you go. See, I told you it was right oh, around oh, the corner. Oh. 
sad yep. Batman face. This is this is not the. I don't think this is the. That's what he's got. He's got sad Batman. Yeah, he does. That's why I left. Yeah, this is not this is not the vote issue though. The vote issue is the next issue. Soon, we got Flag Smasher and Captain America. Got a cool cool image of the Human Torch on the cover of Daredevil. Where's that Daredevil? Oh yeah, two sixty one. Is that uh yeah, it's John Romita. That's not bad for John Romita though, but this is when he was starting to enter into that phase where I don't I don't care for his art so much, but that that one's not bad. That's actually pretty cool. How about Killer Abe on Detective Comics? Yes. <laughs> Psycho Abe Lincoln. Yes, I love that. I can't remember anything about that story, but that is actually <laughs> a really cool cover. Uh what else we got? Here's a, this is an issue of Doctor Zero I do have. I don't have the whole series, but this is an issue I do have. I like that though. I like Doctor Zero. He was he was actually kind of cool. Count Ducula. <laughs> Count Ducula should have fought Count Chocula. Uh, let's see. What else we some, got? So oh, some indies were Elementals, which I kind of remember. Dragon. Oh, and that's that's DC was doing Dragonlance, uh, like an adaptation. Right. Of I guess. Um, Dragon Force. A lot of dragons. Dragon Claws. Oh, that must be. Yeah, there are a lot of dragons. That must have been the Marvel UK line. Stop yeah, dragging my heart around. ElfQuest. I remember ElfQuest being big and everybody loving ElfQuest, and I never got into ElfQuest. Yeah, I didn't either. Like I, I knew chicks that were into ElfQuest, and like I was like, of course I was into that. When when ElfQuest first first came out, like the I guess in the late seventies or early eighties, uh, as a black and white magazine. Uh, it was one of the first like indie books that I kind of latched onto, and I picked up a few issues of it. And I thought it was pretty cool, when Wendy and Richard Peeney. Uh, but eventually, it just kind of like wore off. <laughs> you said Peeney. <laughs> we have the first uh, issue of the Mobius Silver Surfer two-issue miniseries. Oh, for the ones that were. Oh, the miniseries, not the backups. And because didn't he do a backup in Epic? Or no, that was Byrne that did Silver Surfer in. The last Galactus story. Sorry, I'm getting my stuff crossed. Right, yeah, guys. Right. Here's here's a here's a storyline. Seriously, I would love for us to do. Um, so, New Titans number fifty was part one. This was when Perez returned to the Titans because he he took a little break there. I actually, I, I think he quit, and I don't think he really intended to return, but he came back uh, when they changed the title to New Titans. New Titans number fifty, part one of uh, Who Is Wonder Girl. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have mm-hmm. ever read this, but oh my oh, god, I love that. Been so much. Been a long time. Yeah, been many years. I would love to have that. I'm we sorry. Are, we also have a uh, trade paperback on the Judas contract. Yeah. No, I'm serious though. I would love to cover uh, who is Wonder Girl. That so is, just that just is keep track of these things you want to cover, and you know we could do them. Yeah. The only the only problem is somewhere along the lines they they get forget forgotten, and then uh, it's like oh yeah we said we were going to do that. <laughs> Uh, the cover to Excalibur three is uh, it's kind of funny. The Juggernaut has stepped all all over Captain Britain. <laughs> yeah, I like that. The uh, I don't again. I don't remember anything about the issue, but that is a great cover to uh, the question number twenty one. Look at the detail in that. <laughs> well, oh wait, <laughs> you. I I what. I, I was looking at the Johnny Quest cover. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> no, it's just a blank no, white not, page. Not, I was no, like, are you? Question. Okay, Johnny well, well look, look at the Johnny Quest yeah. number 27 <laughs> cover. Like, what? That is it's blank. It's completely white. There's nothing. Yeah, no, no, not not Johnny Quest. 
the question. You you said <laughs> sent Bill off into a wheezing fest. <laughs> I'm still looking for the question. Is that a T or Q? Q. Q. Gotcha. Is that Solomon Grundy? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Is that amazing though? I mean, it just it's it's just the black and white and the rain and oh, it's just that's an amazing cover. It's literally black and white and red all over. Yeah. What else we got? What else we got? Superman number twenty five. This one with Rampage was a, that was a good issue. I liked that one. I like the I like the art in that too. Um, oh, how did we miss Speedball? Speedball number four. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how did we miss Speedball? I don't know. Oh, what? You guys were missing him on purpose. I yeah, didn't have any reason to stop on him. I, I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't. I don't. You don't, don't like? Well, I, I was just but, thinking what he becomes later when he becomes a character penance. I didn't. I don't like when they did that. I didn't uh, like that either. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. So. <laughs> a couple of a uh, couple of just incredible Perez covers on uh, Wonder Woman twenty three and Wonder Woman Annual number one. That's some beautiful. I think I think this just might be Perez at the top of his game when he was on Wonder Woman. That's just some great stuff. Yeah. Of course, his return to New Titans was pretty damn good too. What else we got here? Uh, that's about all I'm really seeing here. This this issue of Swamp Thing drove me nuts. The one with with Superman, because I got so excited when I saw Superman on the cover. But that story, after all the work everybody put in for Crisis on Infinite Earth, and then Alan Moore just pisses all over continuity because that story is the Lex Luthor that's represented in that story does not. It just doesn't. It doesn't work because continuity had changed. While Swamp Thing was was off in space, so he comes back to get revenge on a Lex Luthor that never actually did anything to him. So it's it's really but it just doesn't Al- work. Alan Moore didn't write this, did he not? Is that Rick no, Bage? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So pre-crisis, right? I think it was right about the time crisis was happening. There was the whole storyline where uh, where Abby Abigail Arcane, who was his girlfriend, was put on trial in Gotham City. And basically, Swamp Thing attacks Gotham to to get them to set her free, which they do. In the meantime, somebody hires Lex Luthor to take Swamp Thing out, which he does. But what happens is, as he is being killed, Swamp Thing just throws his his essence, his soul, essentially out into space. So he went on this this epic quest in space that lasted, I don't know, a year or better. And when he finally returned to Earth, one of the very first things he wanted to do was go and have revenge on Lex Luthor. Well, in the meantime, the crisis on Infinite Earths had happened, had rebooted Superman. And so the, the Luthor that he's trying to have revenge on isn't even the same character anymore. So it just, does, it just doesn't work. Mm. I, I understand what they were going for, but it just... It didn't. It didn't work. But yeah, you're right. It was not. Um, I was wrong. It was not Alan Moore who was writing it in the first part. <sighs> Screw you, John Williams. <laughs> Why is it not stopping? There we go. <laughs> On to September. All right. September. What do we got here? September morn. For right off the bat, the first thing that catches my eye is Action Comics Weekly 625, the, the Dead Man cover. I think that looks pretty cool. That is, that is cool. I like. I, I feel like I shouldn't like the cover to 623, but I do. I don't know why, but I really do like that cover. Mm. 
it's uh, Brent uh, Brent Anderson, Superman standing. In, in some ways, it's almost a counterpart to the Norm Brayfogle Detective Comics that we pointed yeah. out a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, what do we got here? Aliens, man, Aliens number two is a long time after the first issue. They definitely were not monthly with that title. No. What else we got? Death in the Family. Um, yep, there you go. Death in the call Family. Call it in, baby. Bye-bye. I did. Now, now, did you guys call? No, I was no. not I was not collecting at this time. No, I didn't, I have, I didn't have any interest. Somebody owes me 50 cents. <laughs> well, I'm assuming <laughs> you called to kill him. Yes. Yes, okay. I did. Oh, so you, your, your issue is that they brought him back after... Yeah. No, it was twenty what's years. What's funny about it though is that, believe it or not, it, it wasn't malicious on my part. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't a malicious. Of guy I just wanted him character. dead. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was yeah, a matter yeah. of I just thought from a from a narrative perspective, I honestly thought that that was kind of a cool idea, you know. And and what you know, what effect would it have on Batman and all that? So uh, once they they went through with it and they actually killed him off for for a time, I really liked those post death issues. You know, seeing the the effect it had on Batman and all of that, I thought that was pretty cool. But my my time on Batman at this point is uh, is not long because yeah, I, I quickly started to tire the character in the wake of the of the first two Burton films. So, but uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, we got the last issue of Nick Fury versus Shield because uh, I believe it was only six issue. Those are some good covers. They're like mm-hmm. they're like a painted. This this one is uh, Tom Palmer. I think the first one was Jim Steranko, and then the interior uh, on this one was Paul Neary. But I, I I remember those. That was the whole. That was kind of like where the things that got introduced in Civil War with the Council. Isn't that where this popped up? Like I don't know, very very possibly. I'm not sure. Though. That's where I remember yeah, I first appearing is here, because it's almost verbatim. Well, not for that's nah, not the right word. It's almost exactly, well, that's the same thing, Bill. Uh, <laughs> Are you looking at your stuff in alphabetical order? Because I want to know how you jump from B to N. Because uh, nothing really, because I scrolled oh, okay. through while you guys <laughs> were talking. Right. You guys have already done okay. that to me, too, and I'm jumping all over the place. Ooh, the prisoner. <laughs> Sorry, I mean. Ooh, okay. young all-stars. Oh. <laughs> no, actually, ooh, the prisoner, because I liked I liked the TV show, The Prisoner, and DC put out a uh, it was like a three issue miniseries, and I, I guess I missed it last month. Yeah, yeah no, I just went know. I just went to the last issue of the month to be a wise ass. Yeah, I know you did, but no, uh, in Civil War or one of the Cap films where they have everybody up on the TV screens mm-hmm. and they're kind of in shadow, I think started in this was where the first the time Star I Chamber. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I was just going to ask if Marvel Action Universe number one was a reprinting of Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, and uh, it certainly is. I had no idea that book ever got reprinted, but it sure it sure as hell is. That's funny. I get the theme song in my head. <laughs> God, I love that show. No, sorry. <laughs> I like too bad show. if I say so myself. That was that was fairly well done for instrumental. <laughs> Solar Man number one. Never read it. Looks it looks it, it was a Marvel book. I didn't even know that by Mike Zek. Are you familiar with this at all, Scott? Uh, no, I don't think so. Writer Stan Lee. Ah, oh, penciler Jim Mooney. 
Power of the Atom number six. I remember this one because uh, I remember knowing ahead of time that uh, it was going to be a John Byrne issue from the solicits. And uh, a pretty good issue, as I recall. Um, in real life, I, I don't know if they still are, but during this time, uh, Roger Stern and, uh, and John Byrne were very good, maybe even best friends, I'm not sure, but very good friends. And uh, Byrne came in to try to help out his buddy's book because Power of the Atom struggled. It, it never... It never did real strong in the in the numbers. I'm not sure what issue they canceled it at, but I was really sad when they did because that that was a strong book. It just unfortunately just never seemed to find its audience. Well, speaking of Byrne, he was also throughout this year he's been doing Star Brand, right? Which was I think the only one that really kind of I don't remember it, it didn't start with the rest of the new universe, right? But I think it was the one that actually ended up lasting past the demise of the other books, right? I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, it also and, ended up leading directly to the pit, too. Right. And then, actually, the Star Brand was reintroduced in the Avengers not too long ago. Hmm. The the concept of it. Right. I'd have to reread this, just get the full details. But uh, Burn yeah. did the cover on uh, Marvel Age number 72, which I always really liked that cover. That's really cool. This must be right about the time that he was about to take over uh, the West Coast. Hmm. Yeah, because we're up to issue 40 on West Coast, which is... uh, He came in, what, 42? I want to say 43, 42, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And they ripped up Division. Yeah. Damn, that's good stuff. That's something we should cover sometime. That's some really good stuff. Well, we got a few other things. You know, he wouldn't have been my... I'm sorry? We already got a few other things we're already doing. (laughs) We'll get there. I, uh, he would not have been my first choice, but I don't think Kerry uh, Gamble gets near, or Gamil, however you pronounce it, gets near enough credit for his run on Superman post-burn because it's some really good stuff. He 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 really captures the the feel of burn without outright ripping him off or, or aping him. He just has a very burn-like style that really worked. Because man, I, I tell you, I was. I was just destroyed when uh, when Byrne left Superman. God, I was depressed. But uh, but this this guy's stuff was actually really good in the wake of all that, and and it helped too that uh, that Stern came right in and was the writer on there. So I mean, they had you know really good art and uh, and a really strong writer at least for a time. So they kind of kept the feel going, at least for a bit. What do you know about the Light and Darkness War that Marvel was putting out? For some reason, that sounds familiar, but I I know I've never read it. But I don't know if it's based off of a series of novels. Yeah, no, I don't. Honeywell might know something about that because it's Tom Veach. But no, I don't know anything about Kim Kennedy. Why does that name ring a bell? Yeah, it was ringing a bell for me too, but I can't remember. Kim, oh, he he did. He was the artist on uh, Star Wars: Dark Empire. Oh, okay. That's why it was ringing a bell. Okay, yeah. yeah. He, he's kind of hit and miss with me, Cam Kennedy. But yeah, no, I don't know anything about that light and light and darkness war. Hmm. Yeah, it's fun. It's weird for me to discover that there's a lot of these books I've never set eyes on before. And uh, man, I thought I was really up in my book. Of course, a lot of this stuff is like indie books, and I just was not. I wasn't into the indie stuff. You know nothing, Scott Snow. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that's about all I got on uh, whatever the hell month we're on. What month we're are we on? September. So September. we're ready to go over to October. October. Yep. October. All right. Oh. October. We got. Oh, wait. That's. I knew that was Gil Kane with the a- action comics, even before I blew it up. Oh, yeah. It's like the Nightwing like one? Yeah. 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 
Uh, it's because you're looking up his nose. <laughs> you know, I, I have to tell you, I Not understand that that's him. I understand that that is a stock shot for Gilcane, the up the nose shot. But I get a little not annoyed, uh, a little disappointed that that seems to be like what people point to as like the only thing about Kilkane. He's so much yeah. more than an up the nose shot. Uh, he he is, and I yeah I know I kind of feel bad pointing that out because I am actually I I mean I, I'll be quick to point out that I am a huge Kilkane fan. So that was not a knock for me anyway. I know, but I agree with you. I've seen that uh, a lot on Facebook and stuff, and. Uh, yeah, it kind of annoys me too because I really do love Gil Kane. Um, I, I Gil, think Gil really- Kane is is an artist who I think uh, appeals to older readers. Yeah, even even in an era when they were still being written for younger readers. Right, his artwork is a little bit more sophisticated. Most people I know say, "Yeah, when I was young, I really didn't appreciate his art, but then as I got older, I st- I really started to grow to to love it." Same thing I hear with people talking about Gene Colan. His art, right. I think, was a you know, it's, it's definitely a different animal than Gil Kane's, but it's a little bit more sophisticated. Both of them, uh, and oh, oh, that's, oh, oh wait, what? you know what? No, that's that's. <laughs> I'm like what the hell? That cannot be ten minutes. No, already. that was we even... that was the last hour that I didn't oh, okay. I didn't restart us. So um, what's funny is I, I'm definitely that month, way with Kane, but not with or excuse me with um, with Colin, but not that way with. I mean, I've always liked Kane, right right from the get go. Um, I mean, honestly, there, there's very few things of Kane I've ever seen where I, I wasn't particularly enamored of it, and that's usually when I just feel like maybe he was not bringing his A game. Because I remember there's uh, at least one issue of Marvel's uh, Star Trek that he did that I thought was just terrible. And I was really shocked to see that it was Gil Kane. But for the most part, I've always liked him. And, and I, uh, I remember getting into a really passionate argument with, uh, with someone one time about his work on, uh, on Superman just before the crisis. Cause I maintain that, uh, Kane's run on, uh, on Superman was some damn fine work. And, uh, and the other person just, uh, didn't seem to think so. So, but yeah, I I love his stuff on uh, on Superman. I wish he'd done more of it. Well, we've got a anniversary book, Avengers three hundred, when the Fantastic Four yes. has joined the team. Also, we had the Forgotten One, which I believe turns out to be Gilgamesh. I later. forgot all about him. Do you guys like exactly. that cover? Because I love that cover. It it's just right. seems it just seems it so seems... wrong to have that group. <laughs> Well, Gilgamesh looks ridiculous, but I think everybody else looks really cool. I love how the captain looks. He looks badass. Well, you got uh, Bushema and Tom Palmer for for your inks, so, you know. Yeah. I think it's cool, but yeah, I I, I will grant you that the forgotten one was better left forgotten, but everybody (laughs) else is pretty cool. Toro, Toro. We still, we also have issue issue 350 of Captain America. So another anniversary issue in the same month. It's uh, Kieran Dwyer. And Death in the Family. (laughs) Son-in-law? Stepson. Stepson, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, this is it. Jason Todd uh, bites the dust. I don't know about you guys. I stocked up on that issue. No, because I wasn't into Batman at the time. Didn't know anything about it other than maybe like an added here or there. I I had no investment, didn't know what was going on. I made some serious money off that issue. So I bought I bought every single copy I could find, and uh, it turned out to be uh, worth the investment. Unlike some of the other uh, issues that I did the same thing and uh, ended up sitting on them, that one I actually uh, did pretty well. 
Dr. Fate had a series started up this month. Yeah, you know, it's funny. When I first glanced at that cover, I thought, oh, I don't like that. Uh, he, he looks too buff and whatever. And then I clicked on it, and I looked a little more closely, and I kind of do dig it. Uh, I like the long helmet, the way it looks in it. It just looks mm-hmm. foreboding, the angle looking up at him. Uh, it, it's surprising because I went from not liking it to liking it very quickly. Sean McManus. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh, Invasion. DC Invasion started this month. We had an episode of Bins on that. I uh, I liked that series when it was coming out. I'd be curious to reread it now and see how I, I still feel about it or, or you know feel about it today. But uh, I liked it when it was coming out, and I used to have the promo poster to it. I don't know how rare that is or whatever, but I had the promo poster to it and and uh, give it away. Another Love issue. Another nine. Oh, oh, which Love one? Rockets tw- Love Rockets twenty nine as a giant cock on the front. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. Go look it up yourself. The issue of uh, Marvel Fanfare, you brought that to the table quite some time ago, Scott. Oh, yeah. I still love that. Who is that cover? Terry Shoemaker. Yeah, I I still don't recognize that name, but damn, I love that cover. Yeah, that is really cool. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. Is this Power of the Atom? Is that a burn? No, he just did the one. It's Graham Nolan on that one. Love the cover on Saga, the Submariner number four with uh, Namor versus the original Human Torch. That is mm-hmm. a cool cover. That is yeah. really cool. What else have we got here? Savage Sword of Gonad. Another Sergeant Rock special. <laughs> Strike Force. I always Mutari. kind of dug this Never cover read on uh, Reddit. I'm sorry? Strike Force Mutari. I don't know if, or Muratori. Um, I have a promotional it. sticker for that. Remember when they used to give away little promo items to promote books? I have a promotional sticker that every once in a while I sell one on eBay, and they do pretty good, too. Mm. Oh, the Speedball cover. I almost thought, well, click on the Speedball cover and see what you thought those were were till you blew that up. What <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> that goes with the... Uh, uh, that goes with the Love and Rockets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> It'll be an interactive podcast for those at home. I kind of dig the cover on uh, on Thor uh, 400, although his face is partially obscured, which is kind of bizarre. But that's a pretty cool cover, though. Very colon-esque. You took you took the picture too soon. It was not right properly. Hold on, let me swing my hammer again. Get it now. And go. Right. I have Ooh, to. The admit, Goblin Queen is. In, I, sorry. Yep. I was just. Oh, you were just out. just doing that one. How did her boobies stay in that outfit? PFM, my friend. PFM magic. I have seen cosplay. I think you and I saw cosplay. Yes, I think you're (laughs) right. And we were both astounded going, how? What? Huh? I really wanted to walk over her and be like, could you do 20 jumping jacks, please? But I just couldn't work up the courage. But you can call Roger Stern. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. I love the cover on, uh, what is this, number 20, Wonder Woman 25. Now, now you know, you guys know, or I, I think you do, how much I hate Guy Gardner, but that is an awesome cover. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah, it is. And now I went and mentioned that, and now I'm missing my friend Sean Engel, but that is a great cover. 
That looks like there's that is uh, Albert Einstein sitting on Nazis on the cover of uh, Young All Stars number twenty uh, twenty one. Hmm. I'm sorry, Bill. What'd you say? I, I think I cut no, you off. I was saying on Wonder Woman twenty five. Looks like they're singing. We built this city. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, X Factor. 37, another Goblin Queen cover. And, and again, uh, well, you know what? There, her. That's you can the one I thought. Which one were you looking at? Because that's the one I oh, thought I was you looking were looking at. at. No, I was, well, if you look at the other one I was looking he at. He was looking at Uncanny, Uncanny X-Men 241. Uncanny X-Men, that one, those oh, defy yeah. gravity. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't like that's That's not the same artist. Yeah, that's Mark Sylvester. I don't like that one. But yeah, the one 37 by Simonson. Oh, I love that cover. I love that cover, but yeah, I, Mark Silvestri. I'm very hot and cold on uh, on Mark Silvestri, and mostly cold. I have to be honest. I don't know how you how do you guys feel about Mark Silvestri? I don't have strong feelings, honestly. All right, I mean, I don't have. I'm not pro or con. He's you know con. I kind of like this issue of Starman <laughs> because this is where he started to to kind of be integrated into the larger DC universe at this point because he meets he starts meeting other heroes. He meets Firestorm, Power Girl and Firehawk. Firehawk. Right. There's somebody else right. in that issue I think. So yeah, that's Firehawk uh, on the cover there, but I want to see there's maybe it's maybe it's a subsequent uh, issue, but yeah, he he starts to integrate and eventually meets Superman as well. Yeah, I mean it lists the guest stars and this Firestorm, Mikhail Arcaden, don't know. Martin Stein, Power Girl, and Firehawk are listed. Huh. Oh, I missed one uh, back here. Uh, you got a. It's listed here as Forgotten Forest of Oz, but that's actually not the correct title. It's actually uh, first comics graphic novel. I forget which number, but you've got uh, Forgotten Forest of Oz. I have several of these first comics um, Oz graphic novels. And the art is fantastic. Oh, this is uh, Eric Schanauer. Now, where did we? We just saw that name on something that we were just looking at. What did we see that? Mm, I don't. I don't remember that. Is that name. that Action Comics? No, it wasn't. I don't know. We Not just sure. saw that name on. But anyway, we're going over so many books, I can't remember. Yeah, I know, right? But yeah, if if you ever get a chance to pick those up on the cheap, I mean, they're they're worth it just for the art alone. The art's really good on those. I don't know that they've ever been reprinted. Hmm. I'm oh, sorry. I just saw. Um, a graphic novel called Pigeons from Hell. It's from <laughs> Robert E. Howard, who, if I remember correctly, wrote Conan. So it was by Eclipse Comics. I'm wondering what that is. There's a, hmm. It was that Secret Origins issue with Justice League of America. That's what it was with Eric Shanella. And we are done with October. On to All November. Right. November. What do we got here? Ooh, Action Comics Weekly 6th. I like that cover. Six thirty one. Oh, cool. No, six thirty one with the Phantom Stranger. Yes. Ah, Jim cool. Starlin. The very next one, the uh, six thirty two. That's um, what's his name, Todd Grinberg. I don't know whatever happened to that guy, but for a time he was fantastic. I really liked him, and then he ended his style. Kind of, if he's the if he's the guy I'm thinking of, yeah, he is because he ended up working on Secret Defenders. And around the time that he was working on Secret Defenders, his his art style tr- took a bad turn. But for a time, I really liked him because, as you can see here on the cover of uh, Action uh, Six Thirty Two, he's he was very um, Neil Adams like, and mm-hmm. I really liked that cover. I think that's really cool. DC did uh, started. Uh, oh, um, artist! Uh, I believe you you've met this person, Jan Dersema. 
Didn't we talk to them? Or didn't you talk to them at one of the... Uh, at the I Star know Wars, who are you she going is? to? I think it I was, was at going to celebration, then, but we couldn't yeah, the line. Couldn't get near or yeah. something like that. Yeah, uh, she was a cover yeah. artist on Advanced Advanced Dungeons and Dragons comic. Yeah, I think that's where she she oh, kind of cut an artist on the inside so, too. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a hell of an art. I love her Star Wars stuff. Really like her Star Wars stuff. I, uh, what do you guys think of this cover on Amazing Spider-Man 313? I still kind of dig that cover. Todd McFarlane. Oh, with, um, the, yeah, lizard? With the lizard? Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty imposing, pretty intimidating lizard, for sure. That's cool. <gasps> Ooh, this is a good series. This is another book that one of these days I'd like to cover on a podcast, uh, Black Orchid. This is, uh, this issue one of this, this is a prestige format, um, I think it was four issues, this is that one I always like to point to as I, I like the way this the superhero thing was handled in this because in the very beginning this book opens with her being caught on an uh, an espionage an espionage mission and the guy basically says something to the effect you know I know on the old you know the superhero TV shows or whatever you know they'd catch him and put him in some elaborate death trap and then walk away and allow them to escape. He goes, well, I'm not going to do that. And he just shoots her point blank right in the head. And that's how it starts. Mm. And it was really good. That's a really good book. I have always loved the uh, John Byrne. This is actually a wraparound cover on um, Christmas with the superheroes. Number one. I love that cover again. <laughs> very, uh, very Adams esque. I think Neil Adams esque. What, what is suit the, so Superman's gift, does that say lead on it? Lead, yeah. Yeah, he's trying to use his x-ray vision to peek, <laughs> and it's lead. That is a uh, great... Who is this? Ooh, it's Bill Sinkovich. Uh, the Bill Sinkovich cover on uh, Conan's saga, that uh, that looks like Arnold as Conan. Oh. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. That's a nice painted cover. Uh, what else? Did you ever read Concrete by Dark Horse? I did not. No, I, I either. I've heard of it and uh, and heard good things, but I have yeah, never. That was, read that it. was ongoing at this time, and uh, but yeah, first we're still doing its Elric's books. There's Corm. Corm was one of the other aspects of the Eternal Champion, along with Elric and Dorian Hawkmoon and other heroes. That's a pretty deep, involved set of stories. If you ever decide to read them, but yeah, we don't have time to discuss that. <laughs> I have no idea if it still is or not, but I think this issue, this uh, Dark Horse Presents number 24 at one time, I think was a highly sought after back issue because it had an alien story in it. I, I have mm -hmm. no idea if it still commands yeah. high prices today, but it did at one time. Oh, Death's Head number one. Uh, that was the, the UK. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yep. I remember Death's Head was a big thing for a while. Is that still a high price book? I've seen, I remember seeing uh, that. On I don't know. When you go to like conventions and they have the the pricey books on a on a A frame or something, I, I know I've seen it there. Right. Uh, what do we got here? Dreadstar had been going on. Um, Dreadstar had popped over to first comics. I initially was on Epic um, year uh, years ago prior to this, but now had hopped over. And it was actually being written. By, I didn't know that it was being written by Peter David. I have no idea why in the hell I bought it, but I did buy all four issues as they were coming out of uh, Havoc and Wolverine Meltdown. I got I have that no too. idea. That's why. a weird yeah. book, man. That's yeah, some it weird is. freaking the, art the, in there. The art, yeah. Honestly, the you're like, really what? 
But the, co- <laughs> right. the covers looked cool, though. Yeah. 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 Um, it was written by Walt Lundgren Punisher on the cover of uh, Marvel Age. Yeah. And Louise. Sorry. What? What did you say? Marvel Age? <laughs> yeah, Marvel Age 72 with the Dolph Lundgren uh, Punisher. It's actually not a bad cover. Oh, uh, yeah. Look at that. Too bad the movie sucked. I don't think I've ever sat. Well, no, I take that back. I, I think I sat through at least portions of it because I remember the part where he comes sliding down the wire shooting the machine gun, which I thought was pretty cool, but I think that was like the only cool part of the entire movie, as I recall. I, I don't even remember too many details of it. I just remember seeing it and not liking it at all. Right. So the, the Speaking of seeing it and not liking it at all, this is where the shadow completely jumped the shark where he got the uh, whatever the hell this stupid outfit is that he's got. He looks like... He looks like Raj two thousand with the uh, with the shadow's head on him. <laughs> Ed two oh nine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really shit. I don't know what they're thinking of with Robo that. Shadow. Uh, interesting cover on the Silver Surfer hardcover. Kind of looks like something somebody doodled while they were sitting in class. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's Mobius. I know, but it's just it's not yeah. a bad doodle, but it's a doodle. It's just, it's very plain. Uh, what, what else, else we, we got? got here? I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is the issue where the new gangbuster is revealed to be Superman in disguise and uh, Superman number 27 here with Ooh. the with the Guardian. Trekker, that ties into um, 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 the stuff that uh, the Sutherlands do. Yes, right? uh, Ron, yes. Randall, Ron Randall. Yeah, there was a trade paperback came out this month. Way back when. Where is it? I'm not. I'm not seeing it it's in here. It's down under T. Yeah, you would think I'd find it. There <laughs> we go. Trekker collection. That is a horrible cover on Thor 401. Oh man, that's That's ugly. Isn't that ugly? Eh. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it is. <laughs> I was gonna try and defend it, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, you know, I like to throw up a counterpoint. Not not so much just to, to frustrate yeah, you. <laughs> not no, so much no, just to be a you dick. Do. But 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 to, <laughs> to try and to try and just give, you know, both points of view on stuff sometimes and sometimes I just can't <laughs> even when I try. <laughs> yeah, no, right. that, that's just bad. So West Coast Avengers. Yep. Uh, this is this isn't this the start when that's Burns it. took over? That's yeah, right yeah and that's and that's a cool yep. cover. Very different, very different yep. angle, kind of, you know, that we're getting. It's there. almost like a page out of the out of the book. Yeah. For the longest time, this this was about the only uh, post Superman burn project that I I had a lot of respect for because he I think he was still bringing his A game at this point because he's fresh off of Superman baby. But yeah, this that's a good run. That is a really good run. I was doing a uh, Ooh, West Coast Avengers one. read through, and I and I got kind of stalled just before I got to Burn, so I need to pick that up again. Mm. Sandman, yeah, up one. until Burn, the that book up until Burn is a it's a tough read. It was it was it's, a sl- very slow read, and yeah. and I, and like I said, I got bogged down as I was going along on it. So, like I said, I, I got to return to it because I I got like right up to it, and then I got distracted. Which book were you looking at? Sandman Bill? number one. Sandman. Oh yeah, I I still have never read that. Neil Gaiman. Yeah, I've never read it. I've heard good things, never read it. Dude, we just like superheroes. You know what? <laughs> that's mostly what I like. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I like. Yep, exactly. 
It doesn't mean I don't have the ability to expand beyond that, but I'm still going to always come back to that as being my no, roots. Like we have been with our recent uh, indie thing we've been delving into, which I don't think has been released yet. Yeah, so no, this this should, will be sh- this will air before our indie uh, close up. So now they have it's a sneak peek, and that's uh, the end. Uh oh, and All that right. sends so us to December. We're down to the. <gasps> Phantom Ladies Boobies. There you go. (laughs) Going ahead of the year with a bang. Dick Giordano. Dick Giordano. He's a dirty, dirty old man. (laughs) He's a dirty man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You got Jack Kirby doing uh, one of the covers here. Oh, yeah, the demon. Inked inked by Terry Austin. Is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's on Action Comics Weekly 638. Alpha Flight 69. Dude. Sixty-nine, dude. We also we have Alpha yeah, Flight. Long, we have Alpha Flight and Alf. I had <laughs> oh, yes. long since abandoned Alpha Flight by this point. What? I, I, I just want to point out with Alf that I actually do have uh, a couple of original pages uh, of Alf uh, up for sale on eBay right now with no bidders on it. So please <laughs> help a brother out. <laughs> Give it away. And any artist of note? Uh, Marie Severin. Oh. The, the recently deceased. I, uh, I, I might have to bid on that. There you go. I like the cover to Amazing Heroes 155. I think they should put a like a like a caption in there. Buy this comic or Daredevil dies. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the drawing though. Oh no! I just you I know. Yeah. I guess there was a Klaus Jansen I interview. Didn't, I didn't know that Daredevil had one Vulcan ear. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't care. I don't care for that. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Black Orchid still steaming along. Catwoman number one. I bought that. It was crap. Um, that fit the line of litter box. I kind of like the cover of Batman 430. We kind of like it or kind of don't like it? Kind of do like it. We got a shout out to Gene because, because, uh, because Quasar was on the cover of the Avengers 302. Gene Hendricks. We should have invited Gene Hendricks on. Who, Frederick Butler? He has three total credits. He has Batman 430. Spectre 30 and Marvel Comics Presents uh, 53, and that's it. So I guess I'm justified in not knowing who Frederick Buck- Butler is. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that cover. Yeah, I kind of dig it. it. Yeah, it's kind of cool, yeah. No, I blow it up. I, I think it's the it's the pink sky in the background looks a little funky, but uh, but yeah, actually, that's not a bad cover. It's, so, uh, it's, uh, it's Jim Starlin and uh, Jim... Do we cover this one? Which one? This issue. That issue of Batman? No, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we ever did. Okay. Uh, Daredevil's got John Romita Jr. doing the art chores at this point. Yeah. Yeah, but that was when you, you know, when when John Romita Jr. started becoming more Frank Miller like in his style. Yes. Yeah. And 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 that's, and, and that's yeah, that's when he lost me too. I I preferred when he had more of a Bob Layton style to his his art, or even a John Romita Senior style. It's also, uh, what's her name, uh, Anne Nusenti, who's batshit crazy, was the writer on that, too. So, <laughs> I have this, the Daily Planet promo number one. I have that, the uh, Earth to Invaders drop dead. I've got that. Uh-huh. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Flintstone Kids. Three million Fish, please. Fish, please. Uh, yep. Greatest Joker stories ever told. It was a hardcover, yeah. Nope, don't have that. 
think I might have a copy of that somewhere, but I've never wait, read it. Wait a minute. I never got Gumby's Winter Fun Special. <laughs> That's uh, what's I was it's just reading Arthur about Adams that cover. That's uh, Arthur Adams. Yeah, Art Adams. Oh, yeah. wow. He's rather proud of that work, too. Him and Steve Purcell. Yeah, Steve he, he, Purcell. Did the, he, he did the cover and the interior. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I had a teacher in high school. His name was Steve Purcell. So I was like, what? I couldn't uh, I couldn't point you to which issue it was, but I, I was uh, not long ago just reading an issue of Back Issue magazine that was talking all about the creation of uh, of this Gumby uh, Winter Special. And uh, I'm Gumby, yeah. damn it! Uh, what's his name? Uh, Adams is uh, Arthur Adams. He's pretty proud of that book. Oh, we did this episode of uh, didn't we? Of which one? Marvel Comics presents for a Christmas one. Which where's that? Uh, or did we do the one story? <coughs> I'm not. I'm not sure which one you it, but uh, didn't do it. Marvel Comics presents eighteen. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, did I we do the She-Hulk story, Xmas Tease? I don't remember. Maybe, maybe I was going to do it, but then had to bow out of the show. Maybe. That's a John Byrne cover. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember that. Mm. You suck. You bailed out on us. Bailed. <gasps> not true. What? I said it's not true. What? Huh? Did I say? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that is true. Hey. Yeah, it's, it's it's an undeniable truth. It's, it's, it's not your data right question, just your conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> Reed Fleming, World's Toughest Milkman, number three. Okay, didn't read one or two. Didn't even be making see a him. movie about that at one point. Really? Huh. Are you yeah. serious or are you just making it I'm up? I'm pretty serious. I, I want to say that one of the Belushis was, was bandied about to play him, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Come yeah. on, you're when, making when did, when Cosmo did Belushi. Belushi die? 1984. Four eighty-three, somewhere on there. Oh, okay, all right. But yeah, I, I do remember hearing about that. They covered a Silver Surfer twenty-two with ego. And Kurt, Kurt Russell on the cover. How, how did we miss Stray Toasters? Did you guys ever read that? That's one weird ass yeah. right there. Now, see, it's so weird today. I I really have very little respect for the for the Superman Exile story, but I remember digging it when it was coming out because this cover to Superman twenty eight with him in space is damn cool. That's a really cool cover. Superman in space, space, space. Yeah, I, I these days I I don't I don't like that story, but at the time it was coming out, it wasn't half bad. Now, I was bitching earlier about never seeing the uh, trade paperbacks, but I actually did buy, uh, and I think I still have it, the uh, X-Men, the Asgardian Wars trade paperback. That's good stuff. Wasn't that, uh, what, that, I thought that was a reprint of, like, yeah, Alpha Flight and the X-Men. Yeah, X-Men Alpha Flight. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, the whole, it's the whole saga. I think most, if not all of it, was uh, was Oh, th- there it is. It's like X-Men Alpha Flight. Was the first, uh, and then there was right. a New Mutants issue, and then I guess an X Men issue. Yeah, it's good stuff though. Um, ba, 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 ba. Oh, so Avenger, so West Coast Avengers forty three. For some reason, I always think this is the beginning of the the Vision thing, and I forget that forty two is actually where yeah. Burn started. So I always make that that mistake because I th- want to say that's what they use on the cover for the trade paperback. And maybe yeah, that's I think, why I, I make that mistake. Right, yeah. That's a that's a really good cover though. I like that cover a mm-hmm. lot. It's 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 you know initially you glance at it, it's a little busy, and then when you start looking more closely, it's really just well laid out. Right. It on it on in a less skilled hand, it would be too busy. Right. But you know, with with Burn, he he, his artwork is so clean that it just kind of saves that, and it makes it just 
you know, it just draws your eye across the page, which is cool. Anyway, what else we got? It's the end of the year. What do you got? Um, I I just I just want to point out I you know damn this was a good year in comics. There was a lot of really good. There's a lot of stuff we we didn't even get time to talk about, but just a lot yeah, of really good would be here all out, a lot of great. This would have been. Yeah, this I know. Be a right? multi-part episode again. Yeah, I think the ten-minute format was was the way to go. I think that was a good yeah. idea. So you know, henceforth in future year in reviews, we'll do it this way. <laughs> but uh, that's it for 1988. There we go. Yeah. Welcome to think? 2019. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. Oh, if only comics were this good today. Yeah. Well, can't go home again. <laughs> No, but so, I yeah, there were, there were definitely a lot of good books this year, and uh, you know, you know, the thing is though, with hindsight, you could pick and choose, and you could say, you know, cherry pick the really good ones out. But when you when you're actively collecting during the year, you pick up a lot of lemons along the way, and you miss oh, out on yeah. some of the gems. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, the, the, the you know this this year we just covered was not without its turkeys. I mean, there I, I pointed out a couple of them, but I, I didn't want to. You know, I really want to concentrate on the stuff I loved and not the stuff that that wasn't so hot. But the, yeah, there was there was a lot of junk too. But for the most part, really a really good year. I mean, there's some solid stuff coming out. See, since this was a year that I didn't collect, what happened was. I caught up on a lot of this stuff after the fact, and what I caught up on usually was stuff that was fairly well regarded, and that's why I caught up on it. Right. So, it, you know, I, I didn't get all that many lemons. I didn't read all that many lemons from this year because I wasn't collecting. So I did have the, <laughs> I did have the, uh, you know, the advantage of cherry picking what I wanted to read after the fact. And, and I could do so with, you know, people saying, yeah, this is good. You should check this out or avoid this because it sucked. Right. So, you know, that that is definitely an advantage when it comes to uh, back issues, you know, as right. opposed to collecting actively. So, you know, that's the way this year went for me. What I would wonder is anybody listening, do you like this format? Should we, you know, every once in a while just cover another year or are we boring the hell out of you? I'm thinking if we bore the hell out of you, you probably already signed off and anybody still listening kind of likes it. But who knows? Hmm. Certainly my two co-stars here are, uh, <laughs> are silent on the subject. I, I mean, oh. I enjoyed it. I, I really did. I, I, at first, I wasn't sure I was going to because I, I had so much more to say about, uh, about eight, um, January. But as we went along, no, I, I, think, I think it re- worked really well. I really do. I think that was the way to go is to rein us in a bit, make us, you know, keep it focused and keep it moving along. So well, all, you, all you have to do is look to what we did that. a couple of years ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. So all you have to do is look to what we did a couple <laughs> of years ago to know that, you know, you, right, you, yeah. you've now seen both the, the final product, both times when, when we go wild and we end up doing an entire show on a month or right. <laughs> when we, you know, do the 10 minute months. So that's it for 2018 and let all, what is it? Let old acquaintance be forgot and never uh-huh. call to mind. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. Happy new year. I'll be sleeping at midnight. Yippee, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hooray. It's July. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
Well, yipes again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, you put